Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Corey, what can you tell me about, uh, I understand the opponents, Lisa Lace and Aaliyah Mia? He's a hungry young fighter. In fact, he's actually fighting for a sandwich. I scoured online. It was an exhaustive effort. You heard him. Yeah, evidently. Rawled his way up from the Bucks cars, did he? Uh, no, not yet. He still lives at the train yard. Ah! And look at the iconics going. Let it go. Lisa Lace. Take those punches. Man, that tramp's got the energy of a hobo. Look at that. That is iconic. Okay, homie, he's tired. He's tired. Now's your chance. Nudge him. Nudge him. Double team. Here's the cover by Billy Kay. Hook of the leg. And the iconics win the victory. Tune. What a tune. It gets me every week. Play oh, no, that funky music, Hoi Boy. Hey, there we go. Sorry, I had you muted still. I said, play that funky music, Hoi Boy. Hey. I love, that, I love that little guitar lick there in the middle of it, too. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Funky. Boys. No, Nicky. Gordo and Steve. And Steve, what's the crack? Three you address me by my proper title, you little bollocks. Fitz. Thank you. Len. No. Len. That bollocks called me Len. <laughs> oh, God. Where's Steve, this thing? did Len find the rabbits? <laughs> I have to do this thing first now. Hold on. Rory's saying the chat's not working, at least for him. That's weird. I can working see your right? chats, Rory. Hmm. He just sent a tweet there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, just send a, week a text? A, just send a text. It's, it's easy. Um, I have to start me. off with, though. Um, we start off with fan mail this week, I think, boys. It's the only way to go. No, we got a letter into the uh, the station here at Two Bit Towers, and it reads: "It's from our good friends uh, T3, and it reads, Dear Two Bit Bastards.' Which I mean, I think they come out of the gate pretty hot. There, I think that was needless shot, but whatever. It's uh, it's our pleasure to bestow onto you the glory of the T3 inaugural championship belt. And Fitz, I don't know if you have it there with you, but it's uh, it's quite something." it's hard to describe it it's the toy universal title with t3 painted on it <laughs> it's oh, pretty cool oh. it comes with sounds oh my god it's oh. one of those fancy ones baby <laughs> they continue uh although we all hold on now although we will always hate you for taking away our precious we need you to realize that uh that you earned it why well, can't read hold on there we go <laughs> We need you to realise that you earned it and that in of itself is an amazing feat. It turns out that four people making decisions, uh, four making, oh my Christ, four people making choices can beat single people trying their best. We hope you feel good about beating the following individuals. Craig, a mentally challenged father with little to no class. John, an old man who is likely to, who is lucky to remember to put on pants. Colin, a precious child who still cries that four men from another country destroyed his dreams. Uh, wrestling life two guys with pink hair no one cares a weird obsession with Sasha Banks Jeff some poor schmuck that was dragged into wrestling by the likes of the T3 clowns Brian who just doesn't give a shit so revel in your glory for the short lived phase 2 the belt comes home 
congrats god bless america we're still going to shoot off all our guns and all the good television starts in the good old us of motherfucking a yay wrestling peace out john and craig great bunch of lads we've got their title now and we're not sending we're not paying to send that thing back what a foolish move that was to send it here (laughs) it's ours come over get pints get pints and fight us first (laughs) i still think no guns no guns you don't bring guns to a fist fight (laughs) no i was expecting rather than a letter to be like a piece of drywall that they used ar-15s to shoot holes in in the shape of letters but they didn't they sent us in the old-fashioned pen and paper uh, ah great bunch of lads but I still think we do we will do a video down to Spanish Arch of us throwing it into the river <laughs> and we'll splice in footage of me dropping a 5p coin into the sink or something for the <laughs> for the closing shot but uh, yeah we have their belt and they're not getting it back so that's America that. fuck, fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, freedom Lord. Rory sent me another message huh that's weird, Rory. I don't know why you're seeing it that way. Yeah. Well, we can see your chats here. So I'm assuming you fixed the problem. If not... Oh, he's in, he's in. I see it. Okay, we're back on track. Boys, any crack? Shag all. I've been on fucking night shifts since the last time I talked to you. This is my first night off. So fuck off <laughs> from this guy. Oh, man. Did you manage to catch the old Scarlet reveal? Oh, I did. Oh, uh, Oh, a baby. Yeah. I cannot H- wait. Oh, yay. Well, yeah. I'm stuck here with two fucking Xbox marks. Yay, new Xbox. It's going to be fantastic. Was it four times more powerful than the fucking From Xbox the X. One X, I Yeah. And all the accessories carry over, which was confirmed today, which is yay. a huge selling point. And yet people still won't want to play it because PlayStation's better. Yeah. <sighs> It's we'll cyclical, see. man. Every se- every second one they alternate. Yeah, Sony is doing an out- original Xbox, Xbox 360, BPS two, uh, or BPS three rather. Three. Sorry. Um, then you had the Xbox One got beaten by the PS4, so it's only fair that Scarlet beats the PS5. It's going to happen. Mm. They nah. need to come up with a solution to this Games Pass Ultimate, which is the craziest deal I've ever heard of in my life. Oh my uh, god. Especially with that little trick that uh, Nikki has done. I'm going to do that myself later. If you have uh, gold or com- games... You're doing it, yeah? The, if I'm you have gold it, or yeah. games pass, you add a euro to buy an extra month and it converts your total of games pass and gold into one lump sum and makes that all games pass ultimate. It's They're insane. They're paying people to buy their shit. Well, look, man, they had to do all the consumer-friendly shit. Sony, Sony will go, are going to come out and do something mental at their reveal. And then they'll they'll struggle to get off the ground at the start. You know, it, it as Gordo says, it's cyclical. So. I hear you, I hear you, but the market it's still hot for PlayStation, and it'll all it'll all depend really when PlayStation uh, come out because effectively Microsoft have laid down their cards now and said, look, at, we're coming out Christmas 2020. Here's what our console is going to be at. PlayStation try beat it. Now the only thing they haven't brought out is their price point which could be a major deterrent because mm-hmm. from what I've seen and heard, it ain't going to be cheap. No, and I think this is where we get the old subscription model that's been rumoured for a long time. Mm, they did where... a trial in America for it mm-hmm. where you could effectively get the console no cash down and you pay it off over time. So if they bring out something like that over here, 
it could be a game changer. You do end up paying more for it because they lump in gold and game pass with it. So you end up paying the equivalent to the retail cost for the console and those over like a year or two years or whatever it is. So you don't actually spend extra money, but you don't just buy a console on its own. Yeah. So it works out more expensive from that respect. It's essentially the same as the, the phone bills. You know, you, you, yeah. you're paying more than the phone is worth, but it includes your bill. So I reckon that's yeah. where they'll go if it is crazy expensive. But they seem to be getting all their ducks in a row. I read an article during the week where it was like the next gen is here already and it's Games Pass or Games Pass Ultimate. It's all been set up nicely for the reveal or for the launch of xCloud and just, and you know, the all digital version they brought out of the 1S. Mm. I think there's going to be a cheaper model of the Scarlet that's digital only to get people in. Because if they made that 150 quid cheaper than the standard yeah. unit. They make it back on the games. Yeah, so. <clears throat> exactly. 30% margin on all those digital sales. So, like from, like I completely get what you're saying. And from, you know, an objective gamer point of view, even as a PS4 owner, I'll openly admit the Xbox is a better console. The problem is, right now, people don't want to play Xbox. They want to play PlayStation 4. They want to play the games that are on PlayStation 4. Yeah. The exclusive game was lost. Until Xbox bring out games constantly and continually that people want to play, they're not going to entice enough people to go over from PS4 who is currently being seen as a cooler brand to be a part of uh, and a more fun environment to be within as well. You know, that's what Xbox fails to capture. They have the hardcore nerd gamers like yourselves, which is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yes. But they're not, they're not going to get that mass appeal that they'll need to really kind of compete in the console wars where at the minute they're losing, what, three to one? Yeah, about two and a half to three. But that's stopped, a massive that's You know it's bad when overturn. years ago they stopped reporting figures. Yeah. Because they were so far behind. Um, whereas Rory's saying PC Master Race. But, you know, sneaking in there is the Switch, which is just fucking flying units out of stores worldwide. But does that really compete, though? Like, I, it's a games console, yes, but it's not in the same it's universe. Like side, it's like a side piece. It's know? a different multiverse. Yeah. It's like your different weekend, star. girl. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally like your weekend, girl. That's exactly it. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it dearly. I haven't used mine as much as I should have for how much money I've spent on it. Everyone does that. Everyone, you play Zelda to death, you play Odyssey to death, you play all these things to death. And then I you haven't even started Odyssey. Oh, get in there. It's jo- oh, the joy. Even for the cold, uh, dead black heart that I have, I smiled uh, my whole way through that game. I, I need to sort myself with a new memory card because I had to take the memory card that I got for that and put it into my new tablet when I got it before I went to France. So that's why I haven't been playing much stuff because I need to get a new memory card and it's haven't been around town. So. Mario Maker 2 is but two weeks away. Hook that to my veins. Mm-hmm. I cannot and, wait. And Steve was never seen again. <laughs> gonna have to show you how to use Mixler. <laughs> That's grand. We're going back to we're going back to Hangouts, lads. We don't have to Hey, no more sound effects. No hey. more soundboard. <laughs> boo 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 boo. Uh, oh. You know, I need a bit of breakfast in me. So, Steve, can you line something up for me? Oh, I can, of course. A libation, puff of all. Oh. oh. Baby. He's indulging. Oh. He's indulging. I got some oh. here myself, but I've got a tin around here somewhere. 
that covers the, uh, the alleged part of it, I suppose. Now we just have another hour and 20 minutes to kill somehow and not talk about wrestling. Um, uh, we can do <laughs> Dominion. Dominion, yeah. Um, what else? So I thought there was more E3 stuff I wanted to talk about that I could talk about. But I'll, it'll come to me later, probably. Gears. What are you talking about? Oh, Halo. Gears. Oh, hook that to my veins. Can't wait. Um, uh, the disappointment was the Simpsons one. Yeah, what was this about? I didn't hear about this. I re- I had seen a couple of weeks ago there was an announcement. Uh, there was a panel being held by all the Simpsons head writers and producers at E3. Pretty big deal. And then yesterday I was on my way into work and was reading that apparently there was rumors of a new game and potentially even a new movie were going to be announced at it. Uh, it turned out there was no such announcement. There was an update for an existing game, which I will not name. Mm-hmm. People can look that up. Um, but yeah, literally it was an hour of them talking about old Simpsons games and talking about their food habits while they're writing the show. So people gave it one of these. What the hell was that? Like, so Pretty much. That. <laughs> including, including this guy who decided that, you know, it was worth staying, watching that instead of SmackDown. You'd think there'd be, like, if they were revealing a movie at least, it'd be like a Comic-Con thing. Rather I than thought that, I, I had this discussion with Nicky, though. I maintained that Comic-Con gets people to go to it, but when you want, like, widespread actual media coverage... E3 gets more of that. Possibly, yeah. Because you have more. the likes of your IGNs and all that are all automatically at it. They, they give bigger coverage to that than Comic-Con nowadays. Probably, and you'll get more techie kind of stuff like The Verge and all that stuff will be there as well. Yeah. So you yeah. get more kind of, yeah, like Comic-Con I think has become more niche whereas E3 is kind of just all around nerdy. So I think they would have got, I think they would have gotten better reach out of it. So I think if they were to ever announce a new movie it would be at E3 rather than Comic-Con. Mm. That was um, my logic. But yeah, gears, yeah, no, the ge- waste. The Gears um, escape mode looks amazing. It's like a better version of Zombies for Call of Duty. And hook that all the way into my veins. And you know, uh, during the Xbox presser, when a car rolled out and everything was going so well and then they rolled the car onto stage, it was like, no, do not, do not talk about Forza here. Shut the fuck up about Forza. <laughs> and then they um, revealed something good for Forza. Yeah, a Lego add-on. Oh man, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on from the game stuff. Halo will be a launch title, and that's that's flying out of the gate. That's unbelievable way to set things you. up. Here's a question for you: it's, You're far better and more intuitive gamers than I am. What would do better, Halo launching with the Xbox Two or whatever it's going to be called, or The Last of Us Part Two with the PS Five? Why do you make me hate all my children? <laughs> yeah. I maintain I, Last of Us would probably do better based on the PS4 reputation. Yeah. But per, my personal preference would still be Halo all day. Yeah. Okay, let me pose it as a more objective question. Which will get a higher rating with the critics? Oh, Last of Us, because they've got that Sony penis rammed down their throat. Yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> okay. It's Clearly literally no objectivity it's, it's, left anymore with Oh the... no, there's a, no that's objective. That's fact. Now, I've said it about Nintendo too. They get a they get a sweet deal with a lot of these guys. They're reviewed less harshly than other companies. Okay, so but... watch critics are neutral still. Uh I find Eurogamer to be very good. I know I talk about them all the time. They can be a little less JWE. Um 
and they missed the point on what was their review I sent you where I'll find it no point me thinking about it on the air but they can be a little less JWE but I find is that a word but I find yeah. that they're a bit more fair like IGN will just throw 10s out there like Meltzer's and 5 stars you know but like <laughs> <laughs> the last of us is Halo is the bigger property in terms of reach you know in terms yeah. of people know what Halo is last of us obviously has only been one game but it was a hell of a game and people have been dying to get this. But I think, I know we talked about this before, I think they have to deliver on The Last of Us on PS4. And I think then there'll be a remastered on the PS5. Just like the last, like the way the PS3 went out. The Last of Us was a swan song, and then it got remastered within the first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if You'd things are be to be believed... The final push, push the console to its limits, kind of. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see, because Microsoft are clearly going the more PC-type route, where everything is one you know where games will run at different specs on different hardware this is mm-hmm. more this is like a huge generational leap it's like four times the power of the x but also it'll play all your xbox one games at a at a higher fidelity and it'll run your your old accessories and everything ps5 has to do that has to have ps4 backwards compatibility has to be that has to be the number one thing that's a given fucked that has to be given yeah whereas you on your scarlet you'll be able to play original xbox games when you think about that that's mental if i can play i was gonna say if i can play lord of the rings the third age on my fucking on my scarlet that is game changer for me and i know not many people will know about lord of the rings the third age it's essentially final fantasy but with lord of the rings i have sunk hundreds of hours into that game now through the years so uh, if I can get that game back again veins hooked I'll play more of it than I'd play Halo so they better add uh, WWF Raw do you remember that old Xbox game or was it F or E I can't remember uh, it was E I had it on yeah. I had it on PC yeah oh my god uh, another E3 passes and another year where we don't get a remake of some form of the old AKI wrestling games there's no spiritual successor to No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000 or NWO versus the world. <laughs> it's it's a, There's money there, and I know Cody had mentioned it before, that that's the style they're looking for in an AEW game. And if so, mm-hmm. hook that all the way to my veins. But I, Such even an the, AEW fanboy. Yeah, that's me, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the TNT account actually tweeted a, a mock-up box art of the N64 games with AEW logos and, and the box and all them on it. Sign oh, me up. Like, with the people that are involved with AEW, you have to believe that having a video game is on their bucket list for the company. Has to be. Like, it probably won't happen for the next year or two because, you know, you need to go through contracts, dev work, all this sort of stuff. But you you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the style of game that they'll want. And you've got to believe that there's uh, developers out there that want to make that game as well. So mm-hmm. it seems like an easy no win. Here's a bucket of cash. Thank you very much. But here's the thing. <laughs> You don't even need the dev work. You just you just rip the files. You copy it fucking <laughs> verbatim. You might put a little 4K spackle on it and throw it out there with Adam Page instead of like Benoit or whatever. You know, it's, it's done. It's like Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. Yes, that's the fella, yeah. Yep. It's like, uh, hello, do you like money? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Mick put it in a chat there, an interesting one. This week in wrestling history, nine years ago yesterday, Daniel Bryan got released after choking Justin Roberts with his tie. And 12 years ago yesterday, Vince's limo blew up. Which, uh, which one's sadder? Uh, well, if you'll remember, the story was that uh, the leader of the free world rang up Titan Towers to find out if it was a storyline or not. 
<laughs> True story. Oh, fuck yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, what a fucking douche. It's easy. Just send the text. Just send that text. <laughs> uh, if ever there was a reason to use that sound clip. Yeah. Do you know what? Oh, Nobody's complaining baby. about the game chat in, in the chat, so that heartens me for the alleged part of it. I Ray. will pivot I will pivot this off into a games podcast. Solo or not. NWO <laughs> red and black. I'm on the way. Uh, oh. Dominion fits. Your thoughts uh, on this spectacle of wrestling. See, this is this is what I miss so much from New Japan not watching it frequently and having to be confined to only watching main roster WWE stuff and uh, the pure hot garbage that that's been producing lately you get to Dominion and you're like oh do you know what I, I wouldn't mind seeing some real wrestling again and like every single match delivered every single match you're watching it commentary production everything you're like oh baby this is why I got up at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning for when I really, really didn't want to, especially when you have Nolan pissing himself drunk again last on Saturday night, <laughs> leaving the back door wide open and loads of cans all over the floor, and you have to clean up after him. But yeah, baby, just <laughs> fucking. Can I ask you a question before I get into it? Can you I see can. me on the camera? No. 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 So, so I turn the camera back on there. Am I moving? Hey. Oh, I'm moving. There we go. No, I'm stopped again. No, you're moving. Yeah, you're moving. I'm not moving for me, and that concerns me deeply. But look, on my, on my side, I'm frozen. Play away, boys. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Starting off Will with... Ospreay. Oh, yeah, go on. Start from the beginning. The Moxley thing. Moxley <laughs> versus uh, Red Shoes uh, Young Lad. Whatever his name was. I can't remember. Shota Umino. Shota, yeah. Uh, he beat that boy something fierce. And then proclaimed that he wanted to be in the G1 demanded to be yeah. in the G1 and then brought that guy backstage did an interview and claimed that he was his now that this would be his young lion and he's going to drive him back and forward from Rupungi and he's going to need him to look after him <laughs> yeah. uh, there, was a, there was a meme that Johnny sent me it was like I shall call him Seto Romano <laughs> he'll have the power of all the shields um, he, yeah. he's looking like a man who has the chains off mm-hmm and is yeah. just enjoying he's enjoying his craft again yeah Europe. no this camera thing is bugging me I wonder if I leave the call and go back in will it fix it because I don't know what's going on here but I don't want to risk that I'm moving there now and you're I'm moving stopping for a second. Us. we can see you come on okay, move on play fine. on alright yeah. alright we'll tell you if there's problems uh, well it is because it's frozen already but I don't really get it um, Shibata then comes out huge pop and then points at a screen for nine minutes and then <laughs> Kenta Kenta comes out Who? and you find out Kenta the, what's the Kenta? young lad what's his name again I know, Hideo. WWE Hideo 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 Itami comes out yeah boy uh, wearing a, t- a shirt that says takeover which In I looked God into Potter it style. yeah that is was their tag team name in their early days in DDT or something Shibata and him but uh-huh. you could have worn literally any other t-shirt that didn't say takeover on it to try mm-hmm. you know what I mean so come on there no I thought, it, I no thought it was a shot so yeah well it it, it it definitely was but there was an explanation they can explain it away no that's our old tag yeah. team name we're like nobody knew that <laughs> only Dave Meltzer knew that <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
That's about the only thing Meltzer fucking knows these days. Yeah. I am okay with it. I he if anyone deserved to have a little bit of a pop, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, look. Poor lad. Uh Kenta has thrown his hat in for the G one. Fitz, talk yeah. about the Osprey match. Because he's also thrown his hat in. Oh man. Osprey. What can you say about this man? His match against uh Takagi, wasn't it? Shinjo. At uh, G1 Best Super Junior Final. Unbelievable. You know, we've said it many times on this podcast that Styles makes matches. And here you had a junior heavyweight up against arguably a heavyweight. Not arguably. He's a heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's a super strong style junior. Um, <laughs> and, like, if he's amazing. the junior heavyweight, Buddy Murphy is fucking whatever weight Ronda Rousey was in the UFC. 135 or whatever. <laughs> What what's a Buddy Murphy? Uh, it's a really really old wooden ship. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit disappointed if I don't get at least one of those in every podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that match was amazing, and I, I'm glad I got to see that uh, that match before Dominion because you know obviously it sets up the storyline and everything. So I had to check that out beforehand. But then Osprey goes on to challenge uh, Dragon Lee for the Junior Heavyweight Championship at Dominion. By God, this was at a hundred mile an hour the entire match, with what I thought at that time was the most insane spot of the night, when Dragon Lee dies for a suicide dive head first to hit Osprey, who was sitting on the barrier over the commentary table, and they both go flying backwards into the announce teams. Unbelievable, Jeff. Oh, Unbelievable. baby! Unbelievable. Osprey picks up the W. He is three-time junior heavyweight champion. So oh, that leads me to what his post-match comments were. Put me in the G1. Yep. There's nothing more for him to do as a junior. We said this last week as well. Before he mm-hmm. even won the title. This was, I think, when he won the, the best of super juniors. Yeah. You're like, there's nothing more for him to do here. So mm-hmm. do it. But I liked it. I liked the fact that he won the junior heavyweight belt because he now gets to hold that belt in the G1. I think that's why they did it too. And it really kind of puts him over as a dual star. Also with the fact that they have these tours coming up to Australia and America and England. Him as a champion on those tours automatically elevates the, the, the tour itself. And you've got a, a champion there that people will recognize. Yep. And also shout out to Don Marnell who's going to be doing commentary for one of the New Japan shows over in Australia. With... With Steve's favorite New Japan commentator, Chris Charlton. The Mark. <laughs> who, uh, who has quietened down a fair bit, which is good. Maybe someone had a word with him, going, shut Unfortunately, up. Unfortunately, I checked into it. It's on fight, so it's not going to be on New Japan World. Nerds. We'll have to steal it so, legally, so. We'll, we'll, have to get, we'll have to get the tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Rory doesn't live in America anymore. He can't send me over VHS tips. <laughs> Rory, move back to Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the T3 boys can send us over tapes. Yeah, they have they have our address, which was addressed to two bit, and they didn't even say Ireland in it in a postcode. <laughs> that was impressive. Fair it's like, what was the joke? Is uh, Daryl Breen said it's like you send it to Mammy's house, Mammy's <laughs> town, Mammy land, Ireland. That's the only bit that's important. It's like get it to and, there, they'll know what to do with it. <laughs> it's so true. It's like so that ad when they brought in the air codes. You know, yeah. they were like, you know, it was very similar. Just people know. Even Kira's house in Roscommon, you go down this long prison-type road into the middle of the wilderness of nowhere, 
And then it's like, how did the post get here? Oh, they just put my mother's name on it. They know where the house is. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gordo, then the gorillas retain over evil and Sonata. What a fucking match. Oh, yeah. lads. Tag wrestling is good. It's good shit. Um, yeah. When it's done right, which we've seen a lot of lately. Um, it, it's a good time to be me. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so they broke the streak of was it four matches in a row where the champs lost the titles. Uh, this is the first time where there was a retention. Um, usual stuff, obviously. You have Sonata. That man is not human. Um, I need to see him on an actual heavyweight championship challenging run. Yeah, he is at that level. Yeah, in my but, mind, he is up there with Okada and Naito. Yeah. 100%. He, I, I don't remember the last time I saw him have a bad match. Um, He absolutely kills it. I'm assuming he'll be in the G1. I'd be amazed yeah. if he's not. Both, both of them are. Both of them were last year. Yeah. Um, Evil, again, I think is often underappreciated, but mm-hmm. his entrance music is possibly my second favorite music in New Japan behind Kazanina Ray. <laughs> you can't beat, you can't beat that. Um. Yeah, just really good match. God got the, got the win. Um, I was very tired watching this, so I don't remember much of the action in it. I just remember sitting down and absolutely loving every second of a start to finish. And the paradise mm. lock is still one of my favorite fucking things ever. The main thing really came in the post match presser with them. Um, they said they wanted new blood. You know, they've beaten Evil and Sonata so many times, and blah blah blah. They call out the Usos and the revival said don't let the fences over there block you come out in the open and play did they actually name them yeah they said uh, Usos they said Usos and you know Tom is doing his hand stuff you know he's going mad with his hands Uh, and then he says uh, FTR forever the revival (laughs) and then just announces you know come out here and play why would they call it the Usos knowing that they'd signed a new contract yeah they've had back and forths on Instagram and stuff though they follow each other on Instagram so uh, well they're cousins yeah (laughs) Well, no, like they were, like they're still having back and forths about like having matches and stuff in Instagram oh, comments okay. and stuff. So it's it's a long going thing with them over the last couple of weeks that they've been a bit more vocal about it. Okay. Uh, we can actually, dream. We can dream of a new Japan for. Oh my god. Actually, while you said that, there thought just came into my head. With the supposed, you know, break of communication between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ala Jericho not having his music on that show, would WWE be bold enough to try strike up uh, a bit of a deal with New <laughs> Japan and have some talent sharing or a? That's mix- what my oh my god was. <laughs> Where's my? There's no room left on my veins after the Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> give me Tanahashi and John Cena and give it to me now. Uh, and if if you want an article about uh, potential New Japan versus WWE Supercard, look through the archives on TwoBitSports.com on the internet. I believe it's one of our very first articles. Just took it to my veins. Um, oh God! Oh lads! Oh baby! The only way that would work is if <laughs> Triple H was allowed to to broker that deal because Vince McMahon in that boardroom in that meeting room would not be able to strike a deal. The old man has to unfortunately pass away before anything like that happens. Uh, so, uh, Ibushi versus Murphy, yeah. <sighs> Who? Jesus Christ! They'll all be killed. Ibushi Ab- <laughs> Ab- versus Murphy, uh, like I don't know, 
Cedric versus Osprey. Ooh. No, yeah. fuck that. Fuck that. Give us Ricochet Osprey. What am I, yeah. what am I saying? Ah, Cesaro Osprey. What, what what would you look at at a main event then in this hypothetical magical world we've created? Rollins Okada. Yeah. Yeah. Roman Ishii. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah. Brock and Ishii. Brock and Ishii. <laughs> Brock and Okada. Oh, Brock, Christ. That Brock Friday Bundero all over Brock the world. Brock Friday Bundero. Oh, man. There's so many fair. there. As much as we like shit on Brock not being there and stuff, there's so many people in New Japan I'd love to see Brock have matches. Yeah. Uh, even Ibushi and Brian. Oh. Like. Saber versus Brian. Saber and Brian. Yeah. Oh. Man alive. Tripod. Actually, actually no. I, I want I want Suzuki versus Cesaro. Oh God. Is Cesaro alive after uh, Raw this week? I wonder. Oh, maybe not. He has time to recover. They're only brokering this deal right now. Uh, we're we're breaking <laughs> it live on the air. We're brokering it for them, yes. <laughs> and then you've got the main event, Toriano versus Eric Bugenhagen. <laughs> Who? Fucking. Or what's, his, what's he called? Rick Boogs Rick now. Boogs. Rick Boogs. He'll always yeah, be Eric Bugenhagen to me. I've learned that name with, and I've taken it in. <laughs> will they go with two of the New Japan turnbuckle covers and two corners have the WWE <laughs> turnbuckle covers? Because Yano, Yano can't Yano with them WWE ones. Yeah. That's very true, yeah. <laughs> or just one, and it's really obvious why there's one there. And then it's just a normal turnbuckle then afterwards. Yeah, they just uh, change it for that one match. Abushi and Naito then. Oh, me hitting me neck. Now, here's, oh. here's things I've seen online. Was it just, I know this is going to sound like a terrible sentence, was it in terms of what happened, a bad match, because it made no sense that any of these kickouts even happened? Like he, <sighs> the main spot, the main, Alvarez said he thought it was horrendous or something, the word he used, can't remember what it was, dreadful or something like that. Um, Ibushi, the German suplex where Ibushi lands on his the side of his head on the apron which as we know is the hardest part of the ring which in New Japan if the tables can't be broken what does the fucking apron sound like you know what I'm saying concrete or feel like concrete um, and then after that they went inside and did a reverse run off the top rope which spiked Ibushi right on his head and then Naito rushed into a pinfall and it was a two you're like oh yeah. lads silly why outside of that because it makes no sense why how did he kick out he was nearly dead that's, what, that's the part I subscribe to. That's the only criticism I have of the whole show. That spot was stupid. Because he's but, tough as balls. Yeah, but you, you have to look at this in the grand scheme of what is normal in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, every main event or every big match, there's multiple false finishes from where in any other promotion the match would have ended five minutes prior. So in New Japan world, yeah, it was a nasty looking spot. But I didn't think it was that bad in terms of storytelling once he was okay. If he was hurt, fair enough, that's when you pull the plug and you get the hell out of Dodge. But once he wasn't legitimately hurt, continue on. No, I understand that, but that's what I mean. They shouldn't have done the Rana spot right afterwards and then have a very quick rush into a pinfall. You know what I mean? He literally had three seconds after the move hit, maybe four. I know, there was, a, there was a lot more than that. No, nah, watch it back. Naito rushed straight. The minute um, Ibushi landed on his head, Naito ran straight over and hooked the leg. It or made after no the sense. Rana? Or after, after the, the Rana? German. After the Rana, yeah. Oh, yeah, because after the German, there was about 30 seconds. To oh, yeah, they were checking on him, yeah, yeah. 
So it once, just yeah, seemed once that, he was fine with that, that's okay. But I'm, I'm, that's, this is a popular belief out there. This isn't me saying it, this is me presenting it. Although I do subscribe to that view. I do not, I call bullshit on it. I yeah. call New Japan Pro Wrestling, strong style, that makes sense to me. Uh, I think he had time to recover off the German, so you, you limit, well, not a time to recover, but it wasn't like it went straight German, Hurricane Rana. Mm. Because of the break in the middle, I'm 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 okay with it. Yeah, but it's. I think if there was less of a break between the two moves, I would have been like, yeah, he, he he's borderline dead. But it's. But do you, do you see where people are coming from with that belief, though? Do you uh, know what I mean? It, that they only have that belief because the move looked so bad. Like yeah. if that yeah. move landed perfectly, it's still a fucking clobber knocker of a move. Slobber knocker of a move. There we go. Yeah. Words I can word then nobody would have this issue. But it's because that move looks so bad and dangerous, especially after what we saw at Super Showdown, that's where I think that belief is coming from. Mm. But again, people are entitled to their opinions. You know, they're all arseholes at the end of the day. However wrong they may be. Yeah. Uh, so Naito regains his UK or Intercontinental title, his third Destino. one. Destino! Oh, yeah, yeah that final Destino. Oh boy! Perfection. Yeah. And so he's going to be there. He's going for the whole thing of being double champ. Um, Night for G one baby. Called it now. Yeah. Well. Night Night Osprey final. Because then you have Osprey trying to cement his rise into the heavyweight division, versus Naito's quest to be a double champ. Colliding in the finals. Interesting. That's my thoughts. What about if Painmaker Jericho enters us? He said he might. You know. No. Oh, ah. Get to that. <laughs> Jericho doing the G one. He would be dead. <laughs> he Very does true. two matches every six months. <laughs> and they're glorious. Uh, Painmaker Jericho versus Okada. Uh, I thought I loved this match. I know Jordan didn't like it. Some people didn't like it. I fucking loved it. I, it's what is just... Painmaker? What does that even mean? Oh, don't worry. I've got clips. I've got clips for you. Um, you had the Tanahashi save afterwards. So Jericho loses. He gets rolled up. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it was that. What was it? That pinning kind of move. Uh, it was the same move that Okada beat Kenny for in the first fall on Dominion Which last year. Exactly a year ago yeah. to the event. Um, now I I didn't I didn't know that when it happened. So when I was watching this live and I saw Jericho lose to what I would consider in New Japan a fuck finish in New Japan's language I suppose mm. I was like Ugh, that's it that, that's weird and then obviously he had the beatdown and whatnot. even after the beatdown I was like I suppose it makes sense to set up the next thing but Ugh, that's a bit of a weird ending and even the crowd didn't like it there was booze as yeah. the show ended I've got all but of this don't worry it's only once that story came out that's how Okada bet Omega in the first fall I was like ah but they needed a finish where Jericho wasn't Rainmakered out of existence, you know, where exactly. he could do the do the beatdown beat after the match. Yeah. It was excellent. Everybody came out looking great in, in it by the end. But you had yeah. the ringside thing, and Tanahashi was on commentary, and he made the save. But Jericho's mm-hmm. promo. You wanna cause shit with me? You see what happened to your little buddy Okada? The painmaker never loses. <laughs> the painmaker always wins. Chris Jericho is the greatest of all time, even here 
in this bullshit country of Japan. <laughs> I love that line. This bullshit country of Japan. <laughs> See, you know, Jordan's made a great point in the chat there. He's like, I don't think much people would have had a problem with this if it was down the card and or not for the title. So I don't mind it being for the title. I think that adds relevancy to the match. And in New Japan's world, the title is always the main event. But if they had a match after this to send the crowd home happy, I think it would have completed the pay-per-view a lot better. As a thought, it... since Dominion is the show where the winner of the best of Super Juniors gets their title shot, would it not may add more prestige to it to have that be the main event of it every year? I'm not just saying it because of this match this year. It's because this is it every year. This is where mm-hmm. he gets his title shot. Would it not be kind of an extra incentive to have that yeah. be the main event to highlight the fact that this person's won a whole tournament just to get this title shot? It's like the winner of the G1. Yeah. But this is SummerSlam to them. Do you know what I mean? This is a, one of their big, big shows. Oh, no. But I just, I just think it might add a, even more weight to what's yeah. already a big tournament like and it also kind of cements the junior heavyweight division as well as being super over by having the main event of pay-per-view a la how the women main event at wrestlemania this year i just think that they're not used to finishes like that that's the big thing that's all it was um it was very much a wwe finish yeah and he hit the judas effect he no rainmakers landed Jericho was actually dominant in a lot of the match. He was kicking Okada's ass and he scouted the drop kick. I thought there was nice little touches yeah. here and there with the drop kick. Um he's still hitting fucking um Lion Tamers like it's nobody's yeah. business. Or not Lion Tamers, Lion Souls. Lion Souls. Yeah, uh, just point like out he's like what a year younger than Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the difference in the space of two days there. Uh, and this that's is the, the thing. funny thing. I fell asleep, right? Um I woke up early and I said, remember I texted you said I might fall asleep. And I did. The body, the mind was willing, but the body wasn't. And I just collapsed. I woke up at the end to see Tanahashi carrying Okada out. And there was no belt around Okada's waist. And I thought, oh my God, did they do it? Did they do it? How cool would this be? But then you see two two frames later, he's carrying the, uh, Tanahashi's carrying the title. Damn it. In a weird way, I thought it'd be funny if they gave him the title. But mm-hmm. I do want to watch the world burn uh, sometimes. Another, another good point by Jordan said, we would all be angry if WWE ended SummerSlam with a crappy finish like this. They always end every show with crappy finishes. That's that's the saving grace to it. Is like, because this is a one-off by New Japan and uh, away from their normal style, it makes I sense. Don't, it would give them the I one-off. liked it. Am Jericho, I alone with this? Jericho Am I alone and New in Japan liking in, the beatdown? No, I liked it. I, I think New Japan in general, when it comes, or Jer- New Japan Jericho in general, is a different feel to anything else in New Japan. So I, I went into it expecting something different than a normal New Japan main event feel I don't know that's it's it's the yeah. mystique it's the mystique of Jericho drink it in man yeah. Um, yeah I don't know I, I went into it expecting something a bit different I, I wasn't mad on the roll up finish but I got the whole thing of Okada wanted to out wrestle Jericho so I, yeah. I got it, it fit the story so mm-hmm. and yeah. at the end the of the day r- it the- sets up to a fucking Jericho Tana match which I am all for mm-hmm. it's Essentially, Jericho is now running through dream matches that people never thought they'd mm. get to see when he was in WWE, and yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. Hook that and, all the way up. I don't care how they do it. I just want the matches. They can yeah. write whatever story they want to get me to the matches. And the theory about Jericho having to be the uh, to the alpha to, alpha to the uh, omega in every scenario. So he was the alpha Jericho. He was the pain maker. And now apparently he's going to be Kryptonite Jericho because he called uh, he called Tanahashi <laughs> Superman. He got an S on your test. What do you think, Gareth? Superman? 
Yeah, and I'm Kryptonite Jericho. I was like, well, that's oh, who he is next time. Kryptonite Jericho. He's going to Jericho. be the Joker. Yeah. Because Tana's the ace. Exactly. Oh, that is good. Oh. That is good. <laughs> what do you um, think you are? The ace? Well, no, I am. The deuce. <laughs> You're going to drop a deuce on you. <laughs> the deuce, Jericho. Um, but he then had another comment himself about the G1. Maybe I want to be in the G1. What do you think about that? Maybe I'll enter the G1. Is Okada in the G1? Is Tanahashi in the G1? If they're in the G1, maybe I'll show up in the G1. What do you think about that? And I'll kick John Moxley's ass too. He still owes me $15,000 for ripping up my light-up jacket three years ago. They're all in the G1. Maybe I'll join the G1. Chris G. Wanako. What do you think about that? Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> Chris G. Wanako. I'm going to throw a possible idea your way, story-wise. The Jericho will end up, or sorry, Moxley obviously will be in the G1. Jericho ends up screwing Moxley out of a couple of matches during the G1 to a point where Moxley can't win it. And they end up having some massive brawl, basically. And we end up with the two of them at Wrestle Kingdom next year. Nope. Jericho, Moxley, Street Fight, Wrestle Kingdom. Not going to happen. That'll be their last matches with New Japan. Can Mo- Moxley I don't think Moxley can work past the air date of exactly. whatever double or nothing starts but I could be was wrong it, I know Jer- Jericho was, has it in his contract he can do whatever the fuck he wants he's well, kryptonite I was, I was wondering would it, at, at the end of the day new, I think AEW would have done whatever they want whatever they could to get Moxley and I would not be surprised if there was some bit of leniency to basically s- allow him spread his wings a bit maybe and, and it's a brave new world yeah and at the end of the day, he was the person to sign. So if it comes down to AEW giving him a bit of leniency for the first couple of months and it gets him in the door in a multi-year deal, I think they'd do it. You also have uh, to look at the relationship between the two companies, though. Now, yeah. Jericho, but... Jericho mentioned something about the fact that they didn't, they overdubbed uh, the Judas song. Apparently, there's a nominal fee, a small nominal fee, Jericho said, and New Japan weren't willing to pay for it. So that's why they overdubbed it. But it's like, dude, it, it's your song. Just, yeah. just let them play the fucking song. You're making millions off these guys. Yep. I, I did. I was like, oh shit, I like his entrance music. I like that song. It yeah. sounded like some generic fucking two K nineteen music. Come on, I was like, ah, what the hell? It's but it, anyway. weirdly enough, it's the song that got me properly listening to Fozzy. <laughs> oh, I love Fozzy. I've been listening for years. I've listened fan. to bits and pieces, but I only like properly actually said after listening to Judas and one or two other songs from that album that I actually properly sat down one one night, weirdly enough, uh, when I was playing unnamed sports game and listened to a fuck ton of, of their stuff. And I was like, fuck, you know, I, I actually think I like Fozzy. I have a Fozzy story. Um when I started the comp- in the company I currently work for in 2005, I had applied for this job or I walked in and handed my CV or whatever. And I had a ticket to Fozzie, 16 euro. They were playing in Whelan's or somewhere like that in Dublin on the following Tuesday. Uh, and I started on the Monday. So they played the 11th or something, something like that. I started on the 10th of October and I couldn't go to the gig. And Fozzie, I, I think it was the first time they'd ever played in Ireland. I couldn't go to the gig because I started this goddamn job that I hate all these years later. <laughs> and the lads that went there shared a beer with Jericho on the stage and they got like pictures with him and everything just he's walking through the crowd the, something about a pizza someone, I think he, they gave him a pizza slice or something or some shit like that as well I was raging literally everything you think that's going on and something you're missing out that you really wanted to go to it all happened <laughs> you know what I mean it's like fuck's sake this is fucking horrible uh, yeah 
but don't worry I really like my job and I'm I'm gainfully employed and I really think that was a good decision that I made <laughs> yeah you know what it is um and then the whole thing then was that there was apparently there was some booing that there was no closing comments from the champion Okada and they did that thing where they left Chris Charlton there to kind of wait for a word from the back because Kevin Kelly and Don Callis they just went and they were like okay if anything happens Chris is here blah 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 and they let they left him hanging there for a long time until eventually went oh no it's over okay we'll That's see you normal, later though. yeah no but um but the idea was like we don't know what's going on we don't have the comments from the champion as a way to close the show they were waiting for a word from the back to see would there be comments from Okada or comments from Gato or something like that or something not Gato but you know some official mm-hmm. and then you had Jericho made the comment for him though Okada wants to know what is painmaker ask him now what a painmaker is he can't even talk no comment from Okada tonight I'll make the comment for Okada hello my name is Okada Chris Jericho just kicked my ass that's my comment print it <laughs> hello my name is Okada <laughs> I am is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a comment from me. <laughs> okay, Mr. Okada, and your first name? I can't I say it. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, oh, Christ. But I think New, New Japan has heated back up again. It had gone cold for me. I wasn't. I was paying attention to it, wasn't watching a lot of it. This is me fired back up again. I'm back in. G1 time, here we go. Yeah, I was going to say, it dragged me right back in in time for the G1. Um, Even best of Super Juniors, I was half paying attention. So I know it was in the finals. I I watched, like I think, two of the matches from the blocks of it. It I'll watch more. I know there's more matches I do want to see, but I was never... I'm like, I'll get to them eventually kind of thing. Um, Yeah, no, I'm fully on board now. Bring G1, hook it all the way up to my veins. Fuck it, lads, we're only around about a half a year away from Wrestle Kingdom. You know, yeah. we're, we're halfway there. Uh, yeah, what do you think, Fitz? Were you watching it as intently as, say, Nick was, or were you kind of on the outs like we were? The best Super Juniors? Just, no, just New Japan in general. Um, I had watched a few, good few of the nights from the best of Super Juniors, so mm. that had gotten me back into the vibe of it all. Before that, I hadn't seen it since, yeah. was it New Dawn or? Oh, the... Yeah, the honor. No, well, actually, was the fucking Madison Square Garden Madison show. Madison Square Garden show, yeah. yeah. Supercard, oh, Supercard. That was it. That was the last New Japan branded show that I'd seen. That's all. That's, that's the last Juniors. time I. It cared. got me back in, and I, I there was some matches. Even just listening to Kevin Kelly. Oh man, it's just fucking hook it up to my veins. It's like serious. night and day. And Is he had there... he had different commentators with him the entire best of yeah. Super Juniors. You know that was the that was the amazing part. Us, he literally a different color commentator every night. I, I weird enough when it was announced that Don Marnell was going to be doing the Aussie show, I dreamt of the thoughts of a Don Marnell and Kevin Kelly table. Yeah, that'd be good. I think the two throw, of them would be amazing. Kevin Kelly, throw is, Rocky in there as well. Yeah, yeah. At the end, Rocky obviously has already worked with Don at that stadium show that time, and he can do the translations. Yes, no, Chris Charlton. He'd be a happy man. Then I'd be happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Kev, Kevin Kelly probably best commentator going these days. Myself, Maro. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know the Destino call. It's the only thing that I don't. It grates on me. Destino. I don't like that. Destino. I love it. Oh no. I I loved hearing it the other night. I I 
I think I've seen so many Naito matches in the short space of time that I started to get annoyed at it. Yeah. But hearing it the other night, something just felt right. It felt right hearing away. it again. You were away. Yeah, was... You know, the heart grew ah. fonder. Yeah, what, was... ti- what time is it, Steve? Uh, half eight. No, it's boss time. There you go. Here's one oh. you haven't heard in a while. God. She's Good doing joke. work on. She's doing work on a video game. Two K video oh. game. Yes, I see. But then again, the st- even in with that thread that East, I was at East Center, maybe I saw it myself. The Young Bucks did mocap for a 2K game. You know, so it don't, we, we don't know what it means. Hey, Chris Hero broke someone's leg doing mocap for a video game. <laughs> did he? And he? Yeah, and he told it was one of the producers. He told yeah, us this story like, outside the Gypsy Rose the night we chatted to him for what? He wanted to take a move. Minutes. Yeah, was it, he wanted to get hoisted up into an AA and. Yeah, I think he wants the picture like being lifted, kind of as if he was about to get a eight or something like that. So uh, Ono was, still, I think, still in the mocap suit. So he turned around, yeah, and he, he hoists him up for it. And uh, your man gets the picture taken. Then he goes to put him back down onto his feet. And whatever way it happens, your man's knee just buckles from under him. Oh, shit. And uh, he messages him like two days later. He's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, uh, give you an update. Uh, basically, yeah, I've broken my leg. <laughs> and like, oh, shit, I'm really sorry, man. Like, Are you okay? It's like... A, it's like I'm really sorry I didn't mean it. And he's like, it's like, oh no no, I just wanted to let you know. It's like, how cool is it? I got my leg broken by yeah, by Chris Hero. <laughs> what a mark! <laughs> I I, um, I can't say Anton. I was marking out that fucking night. Oh, that was a good night. Before we move on from the Jericho and Moxley stuff, yowie wowie! Funhouse is Jericho. <laughs> I I thought I put that tweet out there watching Raw that night, and I went, "Am I crazy?" Did, did all of that happen? Uh, am I watching their response to the Moxley is Jericho episode? And I was far from alone. Everyone was talking about it. Lots of little subtle put moments in there. There were um, similarities. Yeah, you had, even on the door, you had the chalkboard thing with the words, abandon all hope ye who exit here. That was an interesting little line. And he <laughs> went on where Rambling Rabbit and Mercy the Bird were having a fight. Mercy the Buzzard, excuse me, I get his title properly. Uh, he was like, oh, I don't want him to get eaten. I don't want to get eaten by him again. And Bray takes him away. And he's like, I'll really tell you what's going on in the fun house. Eh? Eh? Elbow eh? on the side. Eh? On the fucking and then, nose. <laughs> and then he smashes him with a comically oversized mallet. Tastes his blood. Uh, so, But this was when he was in clown makeup. Well, he was in clown's nose, but he had the Jericho makeup over his eyes, the lines over his eyes. Mm. I mean, that didn't happen by accident. <laughs> And and then at the very end, <laughs> surprised it wasn't a Bluetooth plug. He shows us Rambling Rabbit's Bohemian Breakfast spread, <laughs> and that was the whole Omaha Steaks joke. You know, it's, it's uh, yes. I was wondering where that was coming from. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know how horrible it is you've had these medical issues, but no one helps with mine. Omaha Steaks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Omaha <laughs> Steaks. Let me tell you about my friend Dallas. <laughs> Not going to lie. Money's too tight for Omaha Steaks. I have yeah. not listened to Jericho in so long, but I've listened to his John Moxley and his Dustin Rhodes podcast over the last two weeks. And man, that guy deserves a medal for how he brings in his ads to his podcast. <laughs> magic. Absolutely. And it's so odd. Magic. He, he pretends that they're still there. <laughs> I want to hear the yeah. rest of that story, John Moxley, but first, and then he, they've totally cut away. It's like, <laughs> just say you're going to an ad break. It's just so stupid. Whoever like produces though, yeah. and edits his podcast deserves a yeah. raise. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But no. You know, 
It's easy. Just send the text. That's what okay, I do. I actually fine. Send it. You can have a large portion of popcorn chicken the next time we go to headquarters. Hey, I'm actually hungry now. We'll sh we'll fuck this thing off. We got rid of all the good stuff. <laughs> I'd actually anyway. murder. I'd actually murder some chicken. Oh, stop. Chicken. Ch chicken. Chicken. It's cute. I could chicken. <laughs> oh, I have to edit this stupid thing. Oh. Tomorrow, we good chicken tomorrow. I can't. I'm working tomorrow. Hey. Chicken it is. Chicken it is. Fine. Uh, I'll go get myself some fucking delicious, delicious Norios after this. I might get an old Norios tonight myself, actually. I haven't got that in a while. Such well, good shit. Such good shit. The good raw shit. rating? Not um, such good shit. Not shit. <laughs> it is the new all-time... Uh, oh, there we are. The new all-time non-holiday low, which was the 2018 Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day, whatever the fuck it was. They'll probably never break those lows. But this is the new low, two point one three million viewers. Uh, that was up was... against game game five. I don't regret watching game five. Mm. What I did you say, Gordo? Insofar as uh, impact, uh, the night impact went live the first time, January the fourth, twenty ten. It done two point two million viewers, and Raw this week done two point one three million viewers. Now I know yeah. there was more of a general audience for wrestling at the time back then but you also have to think that that impact went up against an episode of raw mm -hmm. and still done 2.2 million wwe done 2.13 with no direct wrestling competition yowie wowie yowie wowie indeed um, yeah but don't worry we've got fantastic segments like drew and shane but first oh. now that you've rid us of kurt angle raw needs a new gold medalist i hereby award you Raw's gold medal of excellence. It's the first annual Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in Excellent. Yes. Yes. I needed a drink of water. I said, where's a, where's a nice long sting that I can play? Oh my god, that's one from the fucking archives being dragged up yeah. right there. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't really planning on talking about Drew and Shane next. I just said, oh fuck it, we'll talk about Drew and Shane. This was uh, AIDS. Visual AIDS, mm. this whole segment. Or just mm. all kind of AIDS. Shane and Drew celebrate, celebrate beating Roman uh, with you know the World Cup that's there, the drinking champagne out of the World Cup, all this sort of nonsense. Now it did end well in terms of the revival come out and they're you know glad handing with the boys. And Shane says you can only join the after party if you win some gold, mm -hmm. which then led to a great triple threat tag team match. Mm -hmm. Which unfortunately, my boy Zach Ryder, my boy Kurt Hawkins, they lost the titles. It's tough. But at least it's gone to some good brothers in the revival, so I'm, I'm happy. Look, whoever won that match, I was happy anyway. I like all those teams. Yeah, and um, really good match. I loved the finish, the whole thing of Usos come out of it looking strong, revival end up with the titles, and Hawkins and Ryder had a really strong showing in their last defense. Yeah. So, and it, to defense? be fair, uh, no, not the revival the night after defended. Mania. Yeah. Or not after they and then, whatever that night I mean, was. if you count house shows too, you know, I mean, there's a lot of defense <laughs> there. Um, but the, yeah, the finish was good where Ryder was in the middle of a comeback, but then we had a bit of a super, a super kick party from the Usos. And then they went for the splash, one of them, Jay, I think. 
And then who was it? I have my notes here. Dawson Our tags Dawson. in as yeah, Dawson tags in as as one of the Usos jumps. Then Dawson pins Ryder as Dash holds the Usos leg. Yeah. yeah. And even the Fantastic. finer points of the tag, the tag was completely legit. It was above the waist. Both of Dawson's feet were on the apron and he was holding the tag rope. The tag was even inch perfect. Ah, uh, those lads, they're on a different level. Um, the attention to detail. Yeah. It's it's the simple things, but because I when I show, went to the replay because I saw it and I was like, "Don't tell me, please tell me it's a good tag. Please tell me it's a good tag." As per the rules of tag team wrestling, they even got the fucking tag inch perfect. I was like, "Yes." I genuinely think they're the best tag team in the world. Revival, Revival? just because I, I like their style. Their style, I just love it. It suits what I like in wrestling. It's it a back. and it's clever. And you know that thing of holding people away from the pinfall. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I still maintain one of my favorite matches of theirs, and it's not because it was a great match. It was a good match. Was them against Enzo and Cass from Roadblock, mm. end of the line, and the road to mm. WrestleMania a few years back. <laughs> because there was spots done in that match that I'd never seen in a match before, and I haven't seen since. Also, and, bad props for using the full title of that pay-per-view. That's what I do, baby. <laughs> my attention my attention to detail is much like the revivals when it comes to the hitting yeah. of a perfect tag. We see, uh, those two teams work perfectly together because the idea of that team was that the hot tag Enzo is the hot tag for Big Cat or the other way around Big Cast yeah. is the hot tag Enzo takes the beating they can do the heel moves keeping him in the corner yeah. distracting the referee perfect team perfect mm-hmm. lineup yep but also, back to what Fitz said styles make matches yeah and that literally was what I was about to say is that the revival style will actually work with practically any other style of wrestling because they don't need to out athletic somebody they don't out to out jump someone, out hurt someone. They'll just out wrestle somebody, out smart yep. them. And yeah. God, That's why, by all means, we don't have enough smart wrestlers in WWE. American Alpha against the revival, revival uh, at Takeover Dallas. Oh, it was so good. Swing. I was privileged to be in the building. It was the, like, holy shit, this is amazing. The two out of three falls match they had with DIY is mm. still oh. possibly my favorite match of all time and i mean in general i don't even mean tag match i mean my favorite match of all time i'm putting it it's it for tag wrestling it's the jerick it's the okada omega of tag wrestling for me oh boy yeah you had the 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 three corners uh, tag match as well diy aop and revival was fucking ridiculous as well they made aop look good that's how good they are yeah oh i need i need more revival in my life yeah. Can, can they win the SmackDown titles with a fucking wildcard rule so I can have my boat shows every week? <laughs> so we'll go, we'll go to that then because um, my notes are Heavy Machinery beat Jobbers. <laughs> you had Brian and Rowan out uh, for a title unification match with the Yolo County Tag Team Champions who I didn't catch their names but they have got uh, cardboard tag team titles. This is uh, a port directly from 2K19's career mode. <laughs> is it yeah you win the IC title and you get stripped of it and then you get on the phone to your mate and get him to fucking create a custom title for you and you parade that as your new title it literally <laughs> felt like the exact port of the 2k19 career mode <laughs> uh, heavy machinery out saying that Brian and Rowan are ducking them but then Brian and Rowan say well if you can beat these two guys and unify the titles <laughs> well they won't be unifying the titles but whatever my notes are dumb uh, they, if they beat them they'll get a title and then Heavy Machinery proceed to squash and I like this compactor move mm. yeah. where they, the, the finisher is quite good the little pop up splash they do afterwards quite cool mm. um, before we move on to anything else my next note underneath that was Gable haircut oh Since yeah you haven't seen Smackdown have you I've seen most of it I was 
it was a it was a quick quick viewing. Oh there. yeah, it was during a Apollo Cruise calling out Andrade in a backstage segment, okay. and then all of a sudden yeah. Gable showed up with the name tag in gaffer's tape with G dot A dot B. They basically spelled his name out to tell you who he was. It's essentially it's it's like uh, Simon Dean. It's the Simon system, but with Chad Gable. Uh, he's on two hundred five live. Yes, and apparently he had a barn burner with yeah with fucking Jack Gallagher, but they're meant to have had an amazing match on two hundred five. Check that out. As a spoiler, it, do you know the result of it? No, far ahead. I was going to say it, end, it ends with a countout, but I saw people on Twitter basically saying this is one of the best matches you'll ever see end with a countout. Yep. The fans, uh, di- the fans didn't care that it ended in the countout. I've seen people say it's the best match on WWE TV all year, not including NXT, obviously. Main yeah. roster. Yeah. Um, also, actually, quick one just when we mentioned Gable um, and Apollo was reports from house shows over the weekend that the two of them teamed up to face the eco-warriors of Debray and Biodiesel. And people are saying it was one of the best matches they've ever seen live. And that Cruz and Chad Gable. Daniel Bryan wrestling Gable. Gable. Against Debray and Big Rowan. And apparently it was phenomenal. They teamed up twice over the weekend. The reports from both days said that they were absolutely incredible matches. Can we can we just get rid of um Apollo Cruz and that big red joke and just have Chad Gable and Daniel Bryan please? I'd love it, that. But yeah, and well, that's why I found it I mean, interesting that two is... of them were in the same segment backstage. Mm. So I was like, please tell yeah. me this is gonna be a thing. And then he's on two oh five live. I was like, no you could have the charisma of Gable with his little whatever weird gimmick they're giving him with unfortunately the charisma void that is Apollo Cruz. Mm-hmm. The two of them together I mean, could be an amazing team. Maybe it's because they realized how fucking horrendous SmackDown was, where nothing happened. Where oh. you know what we heard Balor and Shinsuke happened in a dark match. Huh? Yeah. yeah. What? That was, a, that was a dark match after two oh five. They put me through that god awful segment that lasted forty five minutes with Shane McMahon and oh. they couldn't find time for Finn Balor on the show. Uh, do you have that fucking text you sent, Fitz? Or that tweet, rather. The yeah. one with all the times. Give me a sec here now. I'll uh, I'll yank it up here. Because this, this, this right. one, what Fitz is about to reveal just shows how shocking the state of WWE oh. TV is right now. I ha- I screenshotted it if you need it. I have it here. No, we have um, it here. Yeah, my phone okay. is being a bit illegal right now, so. <laughs> Fitz, give uh, us some stats. Ah, uh, my phone. Why are you why are you deserting me in my time of time great like this is the one time we need you phone why do you hate so, me on? some stats on uh, when these people last wrestled on WWE TV Finn Balor the intercontinental champion last wrestled on TV when would you say surely like a it's week like, or two ago he's a champ surely the champ is on every show right uh, May 14th Four whole weeks since Finn Balor was involved in a match on WWE TV. Was that the Andrade match that burned the place down to the ground? It was so good. I believe it was. Yeah. That's why he's not on TV then. Because he Yar- had too good of a match and they want to t- he's taken away from other people. Fuck's sake. Gordo. Too good shit. You like tag team wrestling, right? I love me some tag team wrestling. When were the War Raiders Viking Experience Champion Raiders on TV last? Um, ugh, well, they do have to travel through time every week to get there, and I believe they're currently traveling through time searching for AOP. So, 1942? Uh, you wouldn't be far off. 
It was May 6th. Fucking hell. After them beating the tag champs twice in a row on Raw. Yep. And for some random reason, just leaving their championships in NXT. Yeah. And they squashed, they, they turned heel and squashed somebody in the last time they were on TV. Yep. This makes no sense. Gordo, this is going to hurt you a little bit. When was Buddy Murphy last on WWE TV in a wrestling I match? don't know off the top of my head, but I know it was in 205 Live because he's the best kept secret on SmackDown Live because he hasn't been on the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It was on 205 Live on April 7th. So Over he was two drafted, months. He was drafted in the shakeup and he has never been on TV. He Hang did, on, a, he remember he did a thing in the ad break. Media. No, was this is wrestling. This is a wrestling match. Yeah, no, but he well, he hasn't been on SmackDown. I he did he a shown thing in the break once. Yeah, and he did a thing in the break that we didn't see. But he's yeah. never actually debuted, as far as unless I'm wrong, no. someone will tell, someone will correct me. But nope, not on WWE TV. Uh, he was in the Battle Royal in Saudi Arabia at Extremist Rules. April April seventh was Mania, so he hasn't actually wrestled since he lost the title at Mania on TV. There you go. Wowie, yowie, wowie. It might have been April 9th, maybe on the SmackDown. Or oh, could have been. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think he did have a match that week. I think he yeah, might have. The date is wrong in that, I'd say. Yeah. But, but the next but still, one is it's, 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 It is that week, though. You're right. You're right now that I think of it. It's, it's that week. Um, Asuka. You know that woman who is the most lethal weapon in WWE? Well, apart current... from CTE. <laughs> and Goldberg. Uh, a current <laughs> and they are the current number one contenders to the women's tag titles. That's the last oh, time she was seen. That was four or five weeks ago, whatever it was, four weeks ago, May fourteenth. And they have never followed up on this new stable they created with Kyrie Page. The and, uh, yeah, and they have not got their title shot. Nope, they You've earned a title Asuka shot. And Kyrie saying, arguably. The two most talented wrestlers on the female roster, not on TV in a month. Yeah. But yet you have the Iconics wrestling jobbers. For what reason? And unfortunately, I think the Iconics would benefit so fucking much from having matches against the likes of the Kabuki Warriors. 100%. There is talent in them and they still, they're able to, their gimmick is there. It's... I think it's hurting the Iconics not leaving them have these matches. I read that the you know the girl that didn't tag in during that match. Yeah. yeah. How long do you think she's been in the business? Three months. A I thought month. she was a Make a Wish kid. She's a she's in a month. Jesus Christ! Lad. That's why she never got tagged in. That's that's Monday Night Raw. Lad. This is uh, the biggest TV, biggest wrestling TV show in the business. Yeah, I, I, as you all know, I was a big advocate for the Iconics being the first women's tag champs i thought they should have won it from the fucking get-go um happy they have them now let me ask you no favors gordo let me ask you a question yeah yeah. knowing what we know now and the current status and um storyline development within the women's tag team environment Mm -hmm. can you can you say much for what sasha banks actually did knowing what she knew then and what we know now can you blame her for what she did? Uh, or if, alleged, if we, allegedly? Allegedly, did. Sorry, yeah. I, have to, I have to name drop our podcast there. If it was only over the fact of dropping... 
fuck. It's a hard one to call because I, I still think having the titles on the Iconics shouldn't hurt the titles. It's but how they booked it. Them. That's the thing. It's how it's been booked since it's been put on the Iconics is the issue, not the fact that it was put on the Iconics, if you get me. So long term, yeah, the sense. Long term, what Sasha allegedly done is justified. But at the end of the day, if she was only pissy over dropping the titles to the Iconics, I still think it's childish. But based on how everything's been booked since, I think, no. I think she's wrong. Yeah, I after hearing the Moxley stuff, I don't disbelieve anything anymore. No, I so think that's opened know. a lot of eyes to a lot of shit. You, what was your last one, Fitz? Cedric, wasn't it? Uh, I think he's having mic issues at the he moment. He did, he did. Cedric as well was like April or early May or something. Bar, bar the two of, bar the two of, or 24 He fought Cesaro like, yeah, yeah. Yep. April 14th. Yeah. That's a match, not an appearance on TV. Like, Yeah, he fought Cesaro like a week or so yeah, after. Yeah, on the, his uh, debut. Shake-up. It was the night of the shakeup, I think, when he had that match with Cesaro. Yeah, yeah it was either that or the week out. It was, it was now, that weekish anyway. But like, this that's is all a result of the wild card. That's the problem. The one thing I would like to say, and it's something that I've listened to on the Wrestling Soup where they've debated it and kind of ties in what I was asking about Sasha Banks. John Moxie's after getting a kind of a good rub or a good vibe coming out of his interview with Jericho so far as that he doesn't come across as sounding bitter or hate-filled or angry at the WWE for what's happened to him and what he did as a result of it. Whereas CM Punk came across very bitter and angry and hate-filled and Sasha Banks has been put into the CM Punk category rather than the John Moxley category. What's your takes on both of those knowing the issues that they've both faced and how they address them? Punk's Punk's overall tone during it seemed more bitchy. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think he got that. The Sasha side of things... She hasn't really done anything, so there's no clear story out there. So people, I think, are a bit quick to throw her in the punk category because of just social media posts where you're not getting a full story. So I think people are too quick to throw her in that category. I can see why she's pissed off and why she's frustrated. And I think everyone is a bit annoyed at seeing how these women's tag titles in particular have gone. There should be a bit more seriousness to it. Why can't the Iconics pick... like? Think about it. The Iconics, their second week on TV, laid out Charlotte. Mm-hmm. People always forget that. Their second week on TV, they left Charlotte laying and they stood tall in the middle of the ring. Was that not their jokes debut? Ever since. It was either their debut That's... or the week after. It was around about the time she was feuding with Carmella. I think they came out and cut a it promo was, one week. Their first time the, that they no, actually got physical. It was their debut because they knocked her out and Carmella came out and cashed in on SmackDown after Mania. Yes, it but was because they, hit the, they then... hit the weird suplexy wheelbarrow thing on the outside, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, that was the same week, you're right. You know, but and... ever since then, they've been the joke joke characters because yeah. they've, they've, lo- they've lost. That's their first win in God knows how many fucking since, weeks. Since they, they won lose the title, all the matches. Yeah. You know, it's the the booking of it is absolutely horrendous. It's it stops people getting over because then they, the two of them are good personalities. They are funny. They're the kind of bratty, snobby kind of the plastics would say if, for Mean Girls references. Uh, they're that well, I kind hate of them. people. They ha- they have their place on the show, and I accept that. I just you know what I mean. I'm just one of those people that don't like them. Uh, the exclusive the, vi- the WWE.com exclusive videos that they do backstage, where it's just them like ripping on the likes of Kayla, great career. And uh, the likes, them videos are mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. 
Billy, yeah. <laughs> Billy Kay is a fucking treasure. I won't have a bad word said about her. <laughs> oh no, it's just but, a, it's just a uh, preference thing. But they don't show this stuff. The stuff on TV no. is very much just bratty and stuff. Where it's the stuff they do backstage. So it's just one liners they drop. And you're like, oh, this is fucking good shit. But the only way you get that sort of characters over is having them on your screen every week, interacting with people who justifiably can kick their ass in the ring, but them getting away with it because they're smart and cheeky and doing heelish things. They don't yeah, they're NXT. dumb heels. They're dumb heels. How is that yeah. possible? Heels aren't dumb. They find shitty ways to win. Look at the revival. Yeah. Like what the Sasha thing, to go they back to that. To be the, the female Australian version of the revival. Arguably to go back to the Sasha version. thing, though, they she's a massive fan, so she's always going to have her booking as her number one priority. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest thing they've dropped the ball on here, she has never been the boss on the main roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's shocking. She's on the main roster four fucking years or something. Yeah. Three she's, years, maybe. What, one title defense? None. Yeah. She has never successfully defended. Nope. She defended a tag team. I'd oh, say, the she? tag titles. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the women's title. She's never defended it. Yeah. Four title like reigns, horrendous. zero defenses. Yeah. I, I want to double down on Fitz's comment about the whole Sasha thing. How does this put Ryback's outlook? Of the whole mean? thing. Uh, essentially, his whole thing. People said similar things about him when it came to the punting of how he was very bitter and everything. A lot of the stuff he said was very similar to what Moxley said. But yeah, people were very, people were very quick to t- to throw the knife in the back of Ryback because he wasn't as beloved as yeah as Moxley. Uh, but a lot of the stuff he said, he, the pay thing, his wording of it was fucking that's shocking. That's silly, but, yeah. But yeah. his explanation of it, he came out with last year, made a hell of a lot more sense when he actually went into detail on it. It actually made sense of what he was saying. Was the whole thing around essentially your your stars can't get over without your heels your stars don't get their merch sales without the heels. Your heels aren't going to get the merch sales. And he was more advocating for kind of a more level playing field to allow for the fact of if you're a heel, you're not, you know, to make people want to be a heel because they're not going to lose out on the fuck ton of money mm-hmm. by being a heel. Yep. And that's and you have that's where he was getting that. And for when you break it down like that, it logically made sense in what he was saying. He just explained it in a shit way. But that and a lot of the other kind of gripes he brought up about it, like he's burnt his bridges, much like Moxley has. But a lot of the creative stuff he had and the way he basically said he wasn't going to renew his deal, there's a lot of similarities to the Moxley situation. And yeah, people and treat him very differently. We're in a different world now in the AEW world. Um, and also, the product wasn't as bad as it is now. I think yeah. we are at an all-time low where people are yeah. just like, oh, I cannot. SmackDown this week was a disgrace. Like a complete phone-in. I think it was worse than that. But just touching on what Gordo said there about Ryback, he had what I would consider a fantastic interview with Chris Van Vliet last week. Ooh. It's up on YouTube. It's a 40-minute-odd interview where he kind of talks. Literally, Reen's just after saying the exact same thing there. Sorry, good man for pointing it out there in the chat um you know he's he when i was watching him on tv when he was having that feud with Paul, my god did i want him to just die on my tv screen i hated him and obviously then the punk came out with the the Cabana podcast and mm. talked about how unsafe ryback was all that sort of stuff but then listen to ryback with chris and Vliet. ryback was fucked like yeah. he was injured beyond belief. Yep. Uh, like to a point of where he needed surgery, mm-hmm. multiple surgeries on his back to get things fixed. 
his compactor stunner that he used. Oh, yeah. Which is after fucking him up massively, he's still not able to wrestle properly. Yep. He has to get another two or three procedures done before he thinks he'll be able to get the odds yeah, to return to wrestling. It's why he said Nikki Bella shouldn't have done the old rack attack. He actually said on his podcast one of the first times he saw her doing that, that she should stop doing it because it was going to fuck yeah. up her back like the stunner did. I can remember exactly. hearing Exactly. Yeah. He's getting he's like it wasn't even procedures he's done. It's um stem cell procedures. That's what yeah. Reams after pointing out there. So that's how kind of ex- the extreme lengths he's going to now mm-hmm. just to get himself right that he gives himself the option of doing this in the future. So from a respect point of view, he's earned my respect back. But again, I think you've touched on it there, Steve. Different eras, different times. Yeah. You true. know, yeah. when Punk left, there literally wasn't an alternative in the world that he could go to and continue his career. 2011 you had a very bad impact you had a ring of honor which was effectively anonymous in the world a feeder system for wwe pretty much if you got to the top in there you'd get signed to developmental exactly in new japan Japan was no one no one had heard no interest i didn't know interest in it i I was aware but no interest when punk was leaving at that time I suppose he didn't, he, he didn't even plan his future because he just got to a stage of where he physically, literally physically could not do it anymore. Obviously, he had all the staph infection issues and issues with medical and creative. He got to a point of where he had no option but to quit. He didn't have the luxury, and I, I want to use that very loosely, that Moxley had where he could see out his contract because he knew he had massive options elsewhere that he could effectively line up and go to as soon as his uh, contract ended. True, very true. You know, so that's yeah. why I think Punk gets a bit of a raw deal, and I know I'm very much a Punk mark. I'll openly admit that. But I'll stand up for him in respect to, you know, when push comes to shove, he could have sat back, collected his paycheck, continued to do stuff he didn't want to do, put his health at risk just for the sake of a paycheck, but he didn't. He literally took himself out of a system and put himself effectively in an unemployment line mm-hmm. just because he knew that that was the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. He yep. probably would have done the same if he hadn't an option. And obviously, he goes into um, detail on the Jericho podcast of having to not only think of himself, but think of Renee and how his actions could adversely affect her and her position within the company. Yep. So he had to suck it up, whereas Punk obviously had AJ. Uh, his departure affected her. No one can really argue that. She suffered as a result. So, you know, Moxley learned from that too. So he knew that he had to kind of effectively stay until his contract ran out, end things on as professional, as good a term as possible. And we're probably going to see some bad things happen to Renee over the next year because that's Mm. how Vince McMahon works. Have you seen the all-out graphics? No. No, actually. Oh, the stars. the stars, the red stars. That's just the Chicago logo, though. Have, have they Is put it? the fucking AEW logo on it? <laughs> I doubt it. Let me Chief check. branding officer messed that up. Seriously, um, like. But to sum up St- uh, Steve's question about the difference between Punk and uh, Moxley's promo or interviews, something about Sasha Banks, something about uh, Ryback, and something about AJ Lee. That's yeah. the tangent we just went on there. I know. At the end of the day, no, yeah, I, I, I think we were going down the road of like people were being treated differently for how they were after they left. At the end of the day, I respect mm. the fuck out of all of them for having the balls to come out and say what they've said. I yeah. just think the fans should... I just, I just found it a bit hypocritical the way fans backed certain people and didn't back others. 
Oh yeah, 100%. And you must also remember that these are two multi-millionaires. So they, even if there was nowhere else to go, they're good. Oh yeah. It's not like me. It's not like me and you walking into work tomorrow, calling everyone we dislike a cunt, and then walking out. I, I call I, it, I call the people I like a cunt. <laughs> you know. So, but no, yeah, it's it, it's and the punks one. He deserved to be bitter. He's entitled to be bitter. He got completely fucked over there. That's a lack of medical care. A basic, basic thing. Yeah. Medical that's, care. That's what annoys me about this this whole scenario is that and this is very much a personal opinion, is that how can you be angry or pissed off at somebody for choosing to walk away from a situation like that? Whether you like yeah. them as a performer or not, you have to hold as a reasonable degree of respect for someone who says, Do you know what? This isn't worth it. My health is not worth it. I am walking away now while I'm able. How many people do you think are right now weighing up their options? Not well. I mean, they're probably all weighing up their options, but in terms of stick or move, how long has Vince got left, and what's my booking like? What does it look like after Triple H takes over? I even maintain that there are very tenured people in there. Um, I know even Orton came out and put out something about basically how, you know, anyone would be stupid not to be weighing up their options, yeah. you know? And he I, said he'd to be talk fair, to he's him. someone I think, I, 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 I still think Orton would be a lifer because I don't think WWE would let him no. go anywhere. No, but and he shouldn't go either. No, I, I think, I, weirdly enough, I, no matter what AEW does, I think if he was to go anywhere, I think it would tarnish him not being a lifer in mm. WWE. Um, and or, Orton, Orton is WWE style. He's grand where he is. Yeah. I like Orton. Yeah. Um, I I think he'd bringing in a guy of that level and that stature of a Cena or an Orton to AEW or New Japan brings everyone else down. You, then you have yeah. the same problem. You're going to give yourself the same problem WWE have here. Yeah, yeah. If they're not willing in, to let go, if AEW bring him in, it would be like WCW bringing in fucking Hogan or someone like that, where they just completely overshadow the rest of the company. Oh, holy shit! They're yeah. fucking low. They're no. Their logo is on it. Oh, I'm so proud. Oh, my God. Oh, well my done, God. Well done, lads. Well done, Brandy. Mahan <laughs> Colleen. I'm fucking so proud. Spoiler alert. It was on the posters for Double or Nothing as well. Go it wasn't. No, it, it was wasn't. not. It was. It was not on the it early was. print ones. They may have added them last minute, but there was a fucking picture I shared in the group chat of a graphic that was in the MGM grand that week yeah. that Clearly, did not have their logo on it. Photoshopped. It was Photoshopped. I love when we go down the tin fat the tinfoil hat route. <laughs> just deny it. Just deny everything. I love it. Steve, what was your point about this poster anyway? Uh the, the stars thing. That reminded me of punk. Oh, hundred percent. Like they are absolutely leaning on that line of trolling. Now the stars aren't on this particular one, but they are on the others. But apparently that's just a Chicago logo. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now, there is you it go. the Chicago logo or are they teasing Punk again? Was it, it was it the Chicago was all in was in Chicago and it wasn't there. Yeah. If you That's believe, all I'm saying. If you believe I, sliced wrestling, not sliced, yeah. not sliced wrestling, actual sliced wrestling this time. Oh, ah. my source of all my news. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> there's Enzo Amore is going to be in the G1. Yeah. Enzo's in the G1 and he's booked to win the whole damn thing. Undefeated. Yeah, they tried breaking the news this morning, apparently, that both Punk and AJ Lee have signed three-year deals with AEW. Nowhere else has reported this, <laughs> but Slice Wrestling have. I tend to look for, and we've said it a thousand times, if I see something and I go, that's interesting, and I go up to the search feed and I type Sean Ross Sapp to see if he's tweeted about it. Yeah. If he has, then it's true. 
that's the way I look at these things. But Sean and uh, John Pollock usually I find are fairly reliable. Warren and, uh, Hayes every so often he doesn't have as much news nowadays as he did mm. a year or two ago but Warren Hayes is normally if he tweets something that's normally fairly reliable because he doesn't post much news anymore or uh, Wrestling Soup announcing people are dead before before anyone else always <laughs> find an interesting one how did you know um, uh, to tie a bow on that part of it there has to be people there that are weighing up you know with a lot of money to be made here and outside i'll be freer i can call my own shots but i don't know if i'll make the same money do i wait do i wait it out because i know the one fire me they'll throw more money at me if i try to leave if i'm there and i'm thinking okay i don't care i'm I'm beat up i don't give a shit anymore i want to make as much money as i can i want to get the hell out of here do i go and threaten to leave get my five hundred thousand downside like ty like other people have got like ty was offered it and tyler breeze and all these people Get your 500 grand downside and then wait and see what happens when Triple H takes over. But isn't that, is it true that that's what Bree's done and then he used that to set up a wrestling school with Dillinger? There you go. The two of them and have set up have a wrestling a, school. They do have a wrestling yeah, school. I know that, but apparently, as I read someone saying that part of that was because Breeze had signed, re signed a better paid deal and had used his, down, his guaranteed downside towards it. There you go. And Corbin, th- those two lads in Corbin have a gaming channel. Yeah. So they're all bros. Um, well, like, but you, you what I want to do before we go... And... Either. No. You can't anyone, fault anyone. Absolutely not. Oh, God, no. downside. Get oh, paid. 100%. I'm, take, at, I'm at taking end, that money and running. Exactly. At the end of the day, and this is something we we talked about at the early stages of this podcast way back in the day, is, you know, there's people who have what you could want to call, for want of a better term, wrestling integrity, who literally want to perform and wrestle in front of crowds and actually have compelling storylines fantastic WWE is not the place for you but if you want to make a comfortable living in an environment where you can do effectively you know very little work and I want to use them words lightly as well because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, be careful a lot that. Of, there's a lot of travel <laughs> and everything but a lot of yeah. not a lot of you know heavy lifting then yeah, you know, absolutely. Easy payday. They're going to pay you bucket loads of money just not to go to the competition. Yes, please. I'll take that half a million a year to sit in my ass and not be on TV for six months. Yep. If, if someone paid you a half a million a year to sit and watch Shane McMahon take up 50 minutes out of fucking five hours worth of wrestling TV, I'll take that half a fucking million. It makes watching that 50 minutes a hell of a lot easier every week. You've given me a nice little segue, right? <clears throat> you had Shane on both shows. Mm-hmm with these nonsensical segments and I promise you this isn't a Steve Hates The Miz thing you had The Miz TV on both shows this week I right? was having what you were having but not enjoying Miz TV on both shows this but week but there was but whatever about enjoying or not enjoying there's no need f- to have it on both shows yeah. it makes no sense right the wild card has made it worse I didn't think it could get any worse when you saw all these record ratings right okay. they have Alistair Black and I want to talk about Alistair Black for a minute Mm-hmm. He has he's doing these promos and they're fine, they're vignettes, whatever, and so look at crying for someone to fight him. Mm-hmm. He can't get on TV and he was on every show for seven or eight weeks when they called him up. I don't dislike that though. No, it's fine. I'm just saying that it's just one example. Alistair Black can't get on TV. Buddy Murphy was never on TV after the shakeup. You have two Miss segment two Miss TV segments that there was yeah. no need for, for two of them. Fine if you want to do one, it's just not to my taste. Fine. No. But n- no need for two. No need for Shane McMahon to take up 15 minutes of TV with he with the old school WWE heel work. 
just getting heat, 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 mm-hmm. heat, with no payoff ever. No, uh, what, they, what else what, happened? What, what was doubled trying, up? Jobber matches. And, what they're trying to be doing, though, and it's, it only struck me watching the bits of wrestling that I saw this week, is they're focusing on a very small group of wrestlers. And effectively, mm-hmm. they're trying to tell as much of a story with all of these wrestlers as possible. But it's having the adverse effect of what they actually want to do. That's the wild card. That's the problem. That they're just obsessed. You have. I know Roman he, wasn't on this week, but you had Roman on both shows, and they, you know these same people every night during the but main event. They called out that they broke how many people should be wild cards. They called out oh, on I, commentary. I give up. They actually acknowledge on commentary. Oh, it was, uh, it's like the wild card. Uh, was it the wild card? Sami Zayn. Uh, uh, we've had a breach of the wild card rule this week. Uh, clearly, an oversight from Shane McMahon, who was a bit preoccupied at the moment. So they're acknowledging on commentary that this rule has been broken, as opposed to, you know, it wasn't Shane's rule, it was Vince's, and he said people would be suspended or fired. Why aren't people mm-hmm. suspended or fired? I just want the storylines to make sense. Yeah. Um, this is the problem. This with, like we, we, just, we, we talked about it before, that, you know, we, is there a need for a brand split anymore? Should we have floating champions, arguably, whatever the story may be? This is a prime example of what happens when you don't have a brand split is that you've got the same people taking up airtime on both shows. And this, I know, I know, like we, we talked about, they've got 17,491 people on roster. Fuck me, just have different people on different shows so at least you can tune into one if one of them is shit and one of them is not good. I, I have a letter with a return address to Stanford outside at the moment. I haven't had a chance to fucking open yet. I could well be after getting a fucking offer from this <laughs> yeah. stage. They're fucking snapping up everybody, like... Um, yeah, the, the wildcard rule has brought us back to the bad old days of the pre-live Smackdown where Smackdown was completely yeah. missable didn't matter if you watched yeah. it or not the shows right there's there's as you said there was 700 million people under contract and all we're getting every week is the same segment from Monday to Tuesday the same group of 10-15 people and video packages over and over here's what happened last week here's what happened oh, last week I missed the package I missed the first show five me minutes fucking of bring out Chad Gable have Chad Gable mm-hmm. against Apollo Crews. Do that for five minutes. Yeah. The, Boom, uh, I'm happy. The same house shows over the weekend apparently featured what was also described as a stellar match between Orton and Alistair Black. Just when mm-hmm. you mentioned Black, reminded me. Apparently they absolutely tore it down. The only reason it wasn't match of the night was it also featured that tag match I mentioned earlier of Eco Warriors against yeah. Gable and Crews. Well, that but, tells me Black is going to be featured then because if he's if they're working matches on the house shows, he Orton is going to be cutting a promo and Black will come out or something. Yeah. That's, oh no, it's that's who's supposed to be calling out Black is Orton. I've heard that rumor. Yeah, and they do have big plans for Black. Apparently, he is basically the one person the Triple H is doing everything he can to defend at the moment to try oh, yeah. and protect. Rather, is, Black he sees him as money. money. He is money, and like yeah. that's why I said to you earlier, he was like, "I like what they're doing with Black because." Christ Almighty, we know that they don't know how to build a star. We've we've said that for years. I think what I mentioned was black. Was that we've had the same vignette for weeks? Just there's just people that aren't on TV. He's just the first one that jumped into my mind. That was so prominent, so well used. Who's that famous Japanese star that won the Royal Rumble there a couple of years ago? Uh, Asuka. Criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Sorry. Uh, Which two Japanese stars won the Royal Rumble a couple of years ago? Um, You like. Asuka and Liger? I don't know. (laughs) If Rusev and Shinsuke are doing nothing, Alistair Black will be in. Fine. Um, Chad Gable has to go to 205 Live. 
That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, who else? All the lads doing the 24-7. EC3 finally learned, learned to speak this week. Um, we will get to the 24-7 because I want to end it on a positive note. Poor <laughs> EC3. Poor, poor EC3. Getting stopped from challenging for the 24-7 European TV title by a referee. 7-11. <laughs> it's... Mr. Seven Eleven European. What's the other thing? I read a joke the other day as well, actually, that apparently Vince has twice asked for Adam Cole to get called up. And oh God, Trips, no. And Trips has said no, like on his own. No, this is this has happened with Balor too. Triple H was refusing to let Balor come up until they yeah. had something for him. Apparently, Adam Cole is the the new Balor essentially, uh, which is why I have a oh. feeling he put the title on him was essentially uh, to make him indispensable and, and possibly to tie in with that. I've also heard from a few different people and SRS was reporting it that Vince wants both Adam Cole and Shayna Baszler up. So maybe that explains why Baszler kept the title at the last takeover is that by keeping the titles on them, he effectively forces Vince to not pull them up. And when he calls them up, who goes? Yeah. It's just a backlog. I still they maintain... need to start letting people go. They should have They no should point. have done my spot. They should have done my Rosie, Shayna, Becky spot. Yeah. 100%. But that's another yeah. thing. We never even talked about it on the podcast. They advertised that Ronda would be on Raw last week mm-hmm. to discuss her future. Yeah. Poof. No yeah. Ronda Rousey. I didn't. I never even thought of that. Yeah. I thought I thought of it on the night. I forgot about it on the podcast, but I thought of it the Monday night. It was no sign of her. But yeah. Ronda's not on TV. Everyone should be asking, where's Ronda? Where's Ronda? Ronda died where's on her way to her home Ronda? planet. That annoys me more than nearly anything else on WWE TV is when they advertise something or when they tell you something is happening later on the show, tomorrow, next week, next month, and it doesn't happen. It happens so, so often with them. Yeah, the bait they and did switch. the bait and switch with yeah, the bait and switch with Brock two weeks ago. Yeah. He's in, he has to cash in. What's going on with that story? The management were on his back, you gotta cash in, you gotta call your shot. Which firstly, why? Mm-hmm. No one has ever Contracts. been made to do that before. It's the fucking money in the bank. He can do it whenever he wants. Why did all of a sudden, oh, you can't tease cash-ins? That's the point of the thing. People have been doing that for fucking ages. Yep. How many times did Ziggler tease a cash-in? Over and over State again. of his briefcase oh, because the yeah. times he tried to cash yeah. in and got fucking battered off himself. And then the pop of the crowd when he did it. Yeah. 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 But the... I could rant on this for a long time. Have we covered all the bases on how the wild card is fucking atrocious and it needs to stop? It's absolutely horrendous, but I, whatever you're going to talk about next, I really got to take a peek because these libations are going straight go through it. me. Go on ahead. So, back then. We'll go, we'll go 24-7 then. Poor Gordo will miss it. <laughs> um, but you had the thing with Truth and Mella running backstage and the mob chase him. And EC3 is running while he's holding the solo cup, which was cool. They don't have a ref. So half of them pile into the lift, the other half go off to find a ref. But then, because of the weight limits, they get stuck in the lift. <laughs> and our truth thinks Drake Maverick is Hornswoggle. <laughs> Fantastic. It's like, I'm not Hornswoggle, I'm just a really small man. <laughs> oh, it was great. Uh, so you had that throughout the night, you know, cutting into the elevator. And they were friends for a while, after they decided mm. that EC3 would not have to eat them to survive. No, even had a fork. Know, EC3 was married five times. Was he? My yeah. God. Um, yeah, and the door eventually opens, which leads to a brawl. But of course, Truth finds a way and he escapes. Um, Smackdown, then you had 
you know, he explains that losing the title on the tarmac and then winning it back at a cruising altitude of 49,000 feet Celsius, <laughs> that this 7 Eleven championship is ruining his life. So, yeah, I like this that he, yeah, he's like the girlfriend, he can't quit. You know, he knows it's ruining his life, but he just keeps coming back. Um, but then Mela is told that she's a match with Sonia, so she has to hide truth in a, in a packing crate, a shipping crate. <laughs> Jinder spots this and he pretends to be Mela he's like I'll just go and get some help whatever uh, he goes to get a ref he comes back with a crowbar and a ref but the box is gone and then we see a lad with a forklift taking boxes to LA for Raw next week <laughs> so Jinder kidnaps a referee and he goes to Raw which is you know in six days at that stage and Mela shows up and she can't find truth mystery R.I.P. fucking loving the 24-7 and everyone else is too the yeah. the one on Monday night was 2.6 million viewers when we checked it earlier nothing else broke 800,000 mm-hmm. and then the ones from last night when I checked at lunchtime had just gone over a million for the 24-7 segment nothing else broke 250 it's insane it's it's working yeah it's entertaining it's creative it's, and, it's the antidote and to be fair even these segments were a little bit weak sauce of comparison to what they actually could do yeah and that just shows you how over it is. Yeah. And it, it's ju- it's totally different. It is. But I, what I will say is, I, and you have to give mad props, because they put the belt on the right person in the right stable. R-Truth is comedy gold. He has been for years. And they've finally given him a prop that he can use on the regular, on both shows, that people can relate to and actually bring some enjoyment to the show. And they're yet to explain what the advantage of winning this title is. And I love that. I hope they never explain. You could say, oh, you get more money, you get this. No. It's like, why do you want to win this? It's, it makes your life miserable, but you got to have it. You got to win that 24-7 title. I hope they never explain it. That's the funniest thing about it. Nobody should want this belt. Your life is a misery if you win this belt. And uh, it should never be explained. Not while truth has it. I definitely agree with that. But when someone more sensible possibly wins it, then you could play that as the storyline and say, oh, if you're the champion of this, you get a bonus of $1,000 a day that you hold it or something like that. And, that then, maybe, yeah, and yeah. then that could explain why if you see this mad scramble backstage in front of Baron Corbin and all of a sudden Baron Corbin just looks and it's like, nah, not for me. He's like, and then you ask, why aren't you competing for the championship? He's like, ah, that's pennies to me. You know, so you, yeah. you could actually have a justification justification why top level stars are not fighting for that belt where at the minute Vince it's like will ha- Vince will have to get over his whole thing where they should be above money it's such good shit that's their whole thing they're, they're superstars they should be above money so you don't talk about I know Corey did it recently you talk about the winner's purse he, happen- he throws it in once a month one, maybe yeah. once every two months fucking man come out and just say it it's, it's fighting it's yeah. simulated fighting just no, say the winner gets more money entertainment <laughs> So, what was that line they had about Saudi Arabia? About oh, the sports entertainment? Culturally diverse program, something, something. Worse. It was the only element, it was like the only thing in sports, entertain, in sports entertainment that did, that most diverse, blah, blah, blah. You're the only thing in sports entertainment. Nothing else is sports entertainment. Everything else is wrestling or sports. It's not hard to be the, the winner in a one-horse race, like. Do you know what I mean? It, no, they're still losing well, that battle. Yeah, they're losing to themselves. I wrote up pages of notes here. I didn't use any of them. Part of the Dominion ones. And that's the way it should be. Because that was a nice old rant that we had there. Gordo, you wanted to... Where will I find it? Where is she? 
Not a fan of her work. He's oh he's gone. Gordo's gone. He's lost him. He's gone. Uh, okay. He's dancing away. <laughs> um, oh, lads, these matches are hurting me. Put a stop oh, there. Oh, lads, watching <laughs> this, I feel like a fucking. Uh, I feel like Goldberg's fucking neck, dude. On fucking Friday. Oh my god. Oh. And her character is so good. So so good. It's so different. The fact that she has a character makes her so different. And then she gets in the ring. And what then... did she do yeah. that upset you so greatly? Because to my mind, I don't remember this match as poorly as you do. It wasn't the match. There was a run out from Bailey. Okay. And Bailey goes for the Bailey to belly. And when Bailey goes for the oh, Bailey yeah. to belly, Lacey doesn't jump and completely sandbags it. And uh, Bailey literally had to hoist her over, and it essentially looked like she was dancing with her, and she just trips over herself more than actually getting suplexed. Uh, it's okay. not like when yeah. it's not like when Scott Steiner goes to belly to belly, yeah, and if you're if even if you don't, he's going to fucking throw you. <laughs> yeah, Bailey had to try and hoist her, and it did not look good. Um, there was mm. Becky shouting spots. Yeah, she's yeah. been doing that a lot lately. For she's, again, in different matches, she's John Cena in the shit out of Cena. Her. She's Zig- Ziggler at Elimination Chamber. My comment on this was she was in there with Bliss and Lacey. Yeah. Okay, Planks. she's not in there with Charlotte Planks. Exactly. No, yeah, but that's that's on Becky though, and I'll I'll say that openly is that if you're calling spots in the ring, fine, everyone does it in every single match. It's up to you to make sure that it's subtle enough that people don't notice yeah. it. The, the one this week, she literally called, she hit a kick to Bliss. She does a spinning back kick to Bliss, who was on her knees. Yeah. Um, and next thing you hear, Becky shouts something along the lines of, get back to the corner. Yeah. And Bliss shouts back, okay. But they were around about three feet away from each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I think a minute or so before that, she has her in like a snap mirror or something like that. Why aren't you whispering something when you're fucking grabbing her? Mm-hmm. And what the hell was that fucking slingshot move Bailey did on uh, Alexa into the corner after fucking the concussion problem? Sunset bomb into the corner. Oh, the, oh I like that spot, man. That's but not, oh no, but but the concussion but, ridden fucking Alexa Bliss. Yeah, that's that's my own. It was like the fact that it was on her man. is a terrible idea. It should have been on yeah. Lacey. <laughs> fucking head right into the turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Bliss like took a bullet. It, like she took many other things allegedly. Uh, wow, wow. You absolute plank. Why would you bring that up? You know. Yeah, God, oh Jesus. <laughs> I I just bring up stuff that was said back in the day in NXT. Just saying. One it. thing, uh, one thing I will say for um for Lacey in this whole match was the two punches she gave at the very end were delivered and received extremely well. Yeah. They're the two, probably the two best Me, ones she's hit so far. They look clean. Ian brings it up in the chat there. What's the difference between the woman's right punch and a normal punch? Uh, normal punches don't have the same rights that a woman has. Yeah. Which is everything now. <laughs> I don't think she should be allowed to use a punch if no. that's her finish. Big Show wasn't allowed to use it. It's yeah, not exactly. her finish. She has the moonsault. Uh, no, finish. it's her finish. Oh, you're thinking of Charlotte. You're thinking of the other one. No, she has her double jump <laughs> moonsault. Are you sure you don't mean Charlotte? No, she has a double jump moonsault, which looks better than Charlotte's normal moonsault. You see, Charlotte is Ric Flair's daughter. <laughs> and then Lacey Evans is a totally different person. Or like a like pastor. Certainly you don't mean. And those ones are daughter. far away. No, she has a double jump moonsault. She hit it on Natalia. Ah. I'm not going crazy. 
Try ah, to know, that's Daniel. Charlotte. She fucking nearly killed Natalia. The, the woman's right should be her fucking signature and a setup to it. I am okay with her having the woman's right, but it needs to mean something when she hits it during a fucking promo. The no selling of mm-hmm. Jordan promo pisses me the fuck off. Glancing blow, Gordo. Yeah. Glancing blow. It should be yeah. an impactful thing. <laughs> Didn't get if, all of us. If Randy Orton <laughs> hits an RKO during a promo, it You're still dead. does the same yeah. fucking damage that it does in a match. You did, yeah. sucker. A woman's right in a promo barely phases someone, whereas a woman's right in a match floors them. But it depends on which country in the world you're delivering this woman's right. You know, well, if it's, it's, if it's in Saudi Arabia, if it's in Saudi Arabia, it's going to do nothing. It's not very effective. <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, all, all I know is that out of this match, we do in our own little tracking have a new SmackDown Women's Champion because Lacey oh. Evans pinned Bailey. So your winner and new SmackDown Women's Linear Champion. Lacey Evans. She's got a title, boys. <laughs> I won't do it. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what I didn't hate on Raw? And this is going to Nothing? possibly upset you. <laughs> that gold bond ad. <laughs> it's oh, easy. That that, that 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 upsets me greatly. Um, hearing Michael Cole say just a tingle. No, no. sweaty, <laughs> sticky, just a tingle. No, uh, it was the six man. Why is that on TV? <laughs> I know Mike Mike Phillips. Mike Phillips, not Mike Phillips. Who's Mike Phillips? Tom Phillips. It's so awkward. It's At least delivers it in a very humorous way. But Michael Cole <laughs> delivering anything that's remotely funny, immediately not funny. He's brooding. Yeah. Um, the six man. <laughs> Um, after the whole terrible Miss TV segment where everybody came oh, out yeah, and fucked yeah. each other. Hated Mid- oh, Miss TV yes. segment because, you know, it was shite. Um, but the match, it felt new. And if the matchups and the, the pairings in the ring were ones that you wouldn't have seen before. So I quite enjoyed that from a, a new perspective. Who... So Miz and Bobby Lashley, strangely enough, they've got good chemistry in the ring. Yeah, Braun and Lashley working like cruiserweights then near the start. That's the second cruiserweighty thing Braun has done last week. He done the role in the match yeah. at Super Showdown as well. Yeah, he's clearly been working because he has dropped a lot of weight. To be fair, he's dropped a lot of muscle mass. Mm. Yeah, he's gotten a lot leaner. So I think maybe he has been working to fit in more with the the current crop of stars, so that he's yeah. not the the giant, the monster. He's too small for the G1, though. <laughs> Get off the tracks. The monster is coming through. Uh, the the kip-up, though, he's been able to do that for years because he actually managed to get yeah. people out of training in NXT early one day because of it. He'd never done it He'd never done it before, and he said he wanted to try it. And I think, was it Dusty or Demott? Whoever it was, one of the coaches basically said, if you can do it within three goes, you get, uh, we'll, we'll leave you off early or whatever like an hour early you don't have to, we don't have to do the last session of the day and he got it on like the second attempt <laughs> nice he never, literally never even tried doing it before and on the second go he Love fucking it. he nailed it <laughs> it's like what ah uh, yeah the or... the biggest thing to come from that this was the US title number one contendership kind of battle 
but yeah. it ended up being heels against faces. You could smell it a mile off. Oh, Remember yeah. I sent a thing, I smell a six man. <laughs> oh, 100%. Away. Like they're not um, in their build up for these things. No, it's formulaic. That's the one of the things. Like, I mean, the match was good. I knew it was going to be good. Um, but it's just like, I knew that was the minute Joel was on Miz TV. Remember I said it before. I said, oh, well, Miz will be the challenger because Joel insulted his family, blah, 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 blah. And Miz is now challenging, he's challenging Shane. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Miz lately. Like I said, I don't know what his storyline is. Him and Shane are not done. I said this to you last week. Yeah. And but to be I, fair, I don't get he has one story on one show and another on another. It, oh, it's driving me crazy. Well, it's not just him, it's he, so many people. He's recognized internally as the best speaker in the company. So they oh. want him everywhere because he can deliver a promo. He can engage with Lol. people on a verbal level. Oh, I, I, I'm not enjoying it lately, but you can't deny that he's able to do it better than anyone else. Love. Just listen to Seth Rollins for the last two weeks will tell you that. Uh, Kofi Kingston's a better promo. Big E's a bigger promo, better promo. Xavier Woods, Joe, uh, I can go on and on and on and on and on and on. I want to ask a question. Which segments have been annoying, have been annoying you more lately? <laughs> Miss TV or Moment of Bliss? <laughs> oh. Uh, because I have not been enjoying Miss TVs lately where it's the moments of blisses have at least given me a bit of laughter yeah I'll go along with that I'm biased against both of them <laughs> so can I, can I call it a draw no I know what you're saying Fitz I'm only I'm only joshing but I know what you're yeah, saying though you're I know they need, they right. need someone to, they need someone to carry a segment is essentially what they're doing there yeah um, and now they've got for every segment I'll go to my grave wondering about this how did we all fall out of love with Shane McMahon that's how bad they are. Yeah. Do you know what we need no, more in our lives? I don't know what you're saying, though, Fitz, definitely. We need more Shane McMahon in our lives. We, we didn't get enough of it. It's the EWR effect. I know I bring up EWR a lot on this podcast, <laughs> but it is the EWR effect if you've overused Shane McMahon. People people yeah. lose overness, and the crowd start turning on people when they're overexposed to them. Yeah. It happened with Roman. Um, Roman in the Shield was fine. As soon as he got rammed down people's throats, people turned on him. I fucking loved Roman Reigns in the Shield. Yep, absolutely you know loved him. And as soon as he started getting around those throats, like I've had enough of this lad. It wasn't the fact that he was the guy. I didn't care. His stuff was good. Yeah, but he should have been booked like essentially to an extent, like Goldberg was in WCW. He comes out, he obliterates people, he fucking leaves. He doesn't cut suffering succotash promos. He doesn't come out and cut a five minute promo. He's very much. Straight to the point. Mm-hmm. He talks like a man. He acts like a man. He obliterates people and yep. he gets the fuck out of there with a title. That's all he ever needed to be. They try and overcomplicate shit, and it hurts these guys. And I think speaking like a human. Yeah, and that's the problem you're going to have with the wild card now. As we said, there's 10, 15 people in the same segments every week. You're going to overexpose everyone. You're going to have the same problem. But that point I want to bring up, you said that he speaks like a man. He speaks like a human being. You've so fucking those uh, backstage segments in New Japan. That's where most of my clips came from. I enjoyed that as much as the fucking show. Yeah. Because you know just, they're just talking. It was real. Just talking. Yeah. They're just, yeah, exactly. Sure. You know, they believe everything that's coming out there. Will Ospreay, I'm sure, prof- professionally and in kayfabe, believes the same as his character does. I should be in the G1. That's as real as fucking can be. Dean Ambrose needs to understand what his character is. Dean Ambrose <sighs> needs to say his promo verbatim. Verbatim. That is exactly the point you're making there is the fact that they're not allowed to think. They're not allowed to talk themselves. They're not allowed to be human. 
we said it last week that one of the best bits of talking we'd seen on WWE in a long time was Goldberg's promo last week because it felt real. It felt <laughs> believable because he was able to write his own shit. This is Goldberg, a lad who was never known for his ability to talk, as I alluded to a moment ago. People talking like people, people shooting the shit, being honest, being realistic with stuff is what mm. works. You can yeah. like if if one of you was to turn around to me and say, "Gordo, read this," I, you're not gonna. F- well, to be fair, you probably know me well enough to know the sort of shit I'd say. But if you're a writer who's writing for a couple of hundred people, you're not going to. F- you don't know how that person is going to say something. You can't speak for how someone is going to nope. say something. Give it's someone not going to fucking work. Points, let them just talk it out. And- and what happens is they start writing to the TV character that has already been existed and has already been written for poorly. So they're doubling down on it going, this isn't what Ambrose would say. Forget about what John Good or whatever his name is. Forget about what he wants to say. Well, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose says things like this, therefore keep writing it like this, even though it's shit. He, Vince yeah. will change and go, that, that doesn't sound like him. Go, no, it doesn't. You need to and that's a good thing. <laughs> because you've, you've just pigeonholed all these people going... This is what this person sounds like. This is the character. And I get that. It's a TV show and it sells action figures. Fine. But the, the thing is tanking. It's not entertaining. It is tanking. It is boring as fuck. It's not entertaining. The amount of sport on it is fucking dwindling. There's no, there's very little wrestling. There, there is world. They should yeah. change their name to W. <laughs> <laughs> as bad as it can be, right? You'll always have a good match you know, here or there currently. Mm-hmm. But even a couple of months ago, you could count on Raw and SmackDown, especially SmackDown, regardless of what shit stories they had, the matches were good and they were entertaining. Yep. The parts you could see of them, of course, yep. that weren't hidden behind Gold Bond ads. <laughs> I fucking love my chicken and Popeyes. But the magic and Popeyes. Now, Secret now life you don't get too. the matches. <laughs> they have a product that is struggling to fill time and they don't use the product itself to fill that time. It's you can send lads out there and have a 30 minute match on Raw and fucking fill it with 100 ad breaks all I care that'll fill your time do you remember Kofi going an hour yep do you remember Rollins going an hour yes sir those, both of those have been within the last what year year and a half last six months mm-hmm. yeah that's six months was Rollins this year as well I thought Rollins was last year oh maybe that Rollins was last year probably yeah, yeah. But, you know, still, since the start of 2018, we've had these two ridiculously talented performers. I would probably say two of the best performers they've had in the company in the last decade for actual Mm -hmm. what they can do in the ring is on another level. Go in an hour, and people fucking loved it. People were hooked to it. They were beating top stars left, right, and center, and everyone was fully invested in it. Now Rollins we have treading water. Now, yep, and then we have Lars Sullivan facing the fucking Lucha House Party in a match that. And this is Paddy's hot take of the week. This is going to be a new segment. I'm going to air a Paddy's thought of the week every week. Paddy's thought of the week from the bus home this morning at six o'clock. How the hell did they make the Lucha match from Jeddah more entertaining than the Raw one? The Raw one was cack, except for that why stair you, spot. Were you tempted? Why in Jeddah? Why in Jeddah was it a three on one, and then on Raw it was uh, elimination one one on one three times? Yeah. Why? It made no sense. Why? It was terrible. But as we said at the time, the Kofi thing, Rollins as well. He was treading water, and he became essentially the top guy. Monday Night Rollins. That was the whole thing. While Roman was feuding over uh, with Brock, and he was here with the IC title, and he was feuding with Balor, and you know all these matches he had with Ambrose and everything it was it was mm-hmm. fun. Then you had Kofi. 
the storyline was told purely in the match and then they realised they'd caught fire and then they started building around it and then they started building more of those it, matches it all it happened worked. it all happened because Ali got hurt all because such he, a horrible circumstance Kofi. and it was like exactly. we'll send someone in who can do a similar enough style and who'll be able to fill a match and look what happened yeah, and you literally. go and you can rely on Kofi safe as houses which He'll makes, do this for us which and makes get me over. wonder I really 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 want to know what their plan was if Ali didn't get hurt because Ali wasn't winning that belt supposedly it was to get KO O'Brien at Matt Mania that was the, uh, that's how it got there so maybe KO beat Ali for the number one contendership or, or whatever he probably won but the hell that was the, yeah. or yeah, yeah KO yeah. was the match that was the what came out oh, KO O'Brien okay. so that's why they brought KO back early Was that was the, yeah. the start of the but build-up. they found something Fitz and they lent into it as we keep saying lean into these but things how? and you hear the reactions they never do that but they found it and the place was on fire and Kofi many, many a threatened to engulf the planned women's main event and we thought this is a year long build and this Kofi many things come along and, and I would have been happy with that being main event but it should have been the women obviously at but the same time, you couldn't though, have taken it away from Kofi if it was at the same time though Becky even been in that main event with them leaning into something it was a yeah. similar circumstance they leaned into the Becky situation where she got over as fuck by being a human uh, I don't know and Brock Lesnar opened the card for Becky Lynch to main event. What well, do you think about that? If you if you're not main eventing, you want to be first. So like, fine. A lot the of people opening, say opening, that, yeah. opening match is the second main event. Fine. But what but, if there's three main events? Fits. <laughs> get fucked. I, Every match is the main event. But I think that, uh, the Becky one. I I don't know if they locked into and ran with it so much as that. I think the the plan all along was penciling in Ronda Charlotte as the potential main event. Well, that was. Yeah. But I mean, Becky well, that being was in it, there, yeah. Becky being in there, I think, was only because of her. Because they couldn't he, deny her. They couldn't. They couldn't deny that. Jesus Christ. There was so many times where we thought they would. They'd done everything and they could to yeah. fuck it. So that's why I'm saying, okay, fair enough. With the Kofi one, you know, they let things happen. And I, I think they booked it perfectly. I know we think... Uh, Possibly they could have given him the belt at uh, Chamber. Um, I think WrestleMania moment was about right. And oh, 100%. But at the time, me and Nikki... Fantastically well with it. He's me and Nikki had our hearts on the sleeves. Been a far more one, interesting really. character in the last two months than he has been in the last 11 years. Oh, he's killing it. Uh, 100%. I completely agree. And I said, I justifiably think he deserves his title run for his longevity and his career to date getting a little stale of it I personally want Dolph to win the belt just <gasps> because I think his promos up to now it should have been me I want to pay off for that I want to see how they can run with that ultimately it won't even matter because ne- neither of these guys will have the belt in four months time anyway hmm no I don't I think we've had a, an unbelievable rant here this evening we <laughs> tossed the script in and the bin we didn't about an hour and Cesaro getting injured yeah, we tossed the script into bin about 45 minutes ago, if not more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. If you think it was a train wreck, fuck you, we enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> People out there will enjoy it. And if you didn't think it was a train wreck, hit that five star button, motherfucker. Yeah. Still There's something shit. I'd like. <laughs> I want that message brought across, actually, Gordo. I think that's the key one. I think we can give up on the whole go to the two bit sports because I think that's dead. At what point do you think it's time to give it a Vikings funeral? No. If they come look, at, if Fred comes looking for money, oh, then it's gone. I think they'll let it go. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
Yeah, if you do want more of us here at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you can get us on all good podcast snaps. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts. You can get us here on Mixler every week at 7.30 Irish time of a Wednesday night. It's mixler.com forward slash the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. Uh, if you want to get more of our wrestling coverage, we're on every week. Uh, watch it Raw on SmackDown. It's Ash Tubit Wrestling. Uh, you can also get us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Tubit Sports. Steve did allude to the fact that we have a fairly bare website at the moment. It's tubitsports.com on the internet. Uh, no matter where you are listening to us, if it's anything that has any bit of a rating system, if you can hit that five stars, leave us a nice little bit of a comment, a bit of feedback. Call us a cunt if you want. We really don't care. Just give us that five stars. We want to get more people on board. We like having a bit of a laugh with everybody. and It makes us feel special. It makes me feel a bit tingly inside. So uh, give us that five stars and it'll uh, make me feel all good and gooey. <laughs> on that note. Um, yeah. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I haven't enjoyed one like that in a long time now. Good old fucking rant. It's good for the soul cleansing lads it's fucking cleansing as all oh it's good and you see we bookended it with good stuff and then ruined it by ranting again but love dominion good shit you pal. could miss you could oh such good shit and then you could miss all of the fucking raw and smackdown this week and you miss nothing nothing happened did anything advance i don't remember anything going oh where are they going with this i, don't know. I do not I don't know. know i don't know i do not know um, you know when we invented the, the, the medium of wrestling podcast you know, we, we were the ones that started this whole thing uh, yes of course we thought, now of course you're going to have some people barnacles you know hanging on to your glory mm. like Rian over here uh, who has now come up with this, the world's second wrestling podcast it's uh, the hallway wrestling podcast you find it on YouTube I don't know if he's pushed it out to audio feeds yet um, I'm yet to check it out I will be checking it out probably tomorrow after work I finish early tomorrow um, so Hallway Wrestling Podcast you'll find them on YouTube good lad Rian he's a sound fucker uh, so give him a chance and see what you think of the show um, he's trying out without a mic at the moment uh, the sound is actually much better than I thought it would be without a mic so they've done well there Cause give them a shot and if, they're, if they go well they said they'd invest in some equipment or whatever so give them an old chance if you're looking for another a second wrestling podcast in the world because there is only one up until now and he stole our idea that piece of shit <laughs> he could soon be deader to us than Jordan <laughs> he's a ghost uh, he's yeah. full on ghost he's right now ghost. what a yeah. wanker yeah, yeah dickhead he left too mm-hmm. Rian's the only one that stuck around we'd fucking loads of people listen earlier everyone else left about an hour ago that's because they realised we weren't going to talk about Raw and Smackdown they come to us because yeah, they don't right. watch it anymore <laughs> yeah it's true they don't There's watch so it so many they come people to have us heard that like, from. the lads aren't going to fucking talk about it they're, they're just going to fucking rant about their hatred of everything booking related <laughs> we heard this from Moxley <laughs> these lads haven't even been there <laughs> oh god we did lean uh, heavily earlier into the alleged part of it we got to the rest of the the show later but we talked about wrestling we didn't talk about sports entertainment so we don't guarantee perfect with her name yeah alleged much like wwe we don't guarantee wrestling (laughs) (laughs) oh we never fucking talked about the shot new japan had at them on monday (laughs) oh the match yeah yeah we're aware there may be a shortage of wrestling on monday nights so we every week we're going to make a match free on our youtube channel here have <laughs> was a Shibata against Takagi or something like that. I can't remember who it was. It was 
Shibata against somebody from 2016. It's like... Can't remember. This is fucking genius, lads. Yeah. Sounds good. I like these shots being taken. I want I'm all more for it. I want more of this. I want more pettiness. I want less of this corporate doublespeak. Give me more petty bullshit. But it was, it was, petty it up. It was we like discuss it tomorrow at our chicken meeting. Oh, you dickhead. Yeah. It was like how WWE, uh, though. WWE put the Revival DIY match free on their YouTube channel the Monday after Double or Nothing when everyone was raving about the Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks match. Hmm. This shit isn't a coincidence. There, there's a war going on. There's a war going on. There is a war going on. Yeah, Vinny Mac. I, Vinny, I don't care what anyone says. Vince has learned from WCW. He's not going to let them get to a stage where AEW can compete with them. Yeah, I think he'll start. They're already there, man. I'm going to be. Ah, will you stop? Will you stop? If you, if you if you think that you're not in a war, you've already, <laughs> you're you're already in the war. I like it. Um, did you who, what's the story with the booth next week how many uh, have we got I'm working Monday to Thursday until 1am so I'm a no go and Fitz I'm not around Wednesday weather permitting at the minute is and Nicky isn't around either is he uh, if you give me two seconds I can check oh yeah um, if not we may be doing a Friday pod <laughs> I can do a Thursday um, oh yeah Fitz can do Thursday I'm, the reason I ask the reason oh. I ask is that uh, I'm in Manchester oh. and you're already muted I'm not around so uh, best of luck figuring all this stuff out lads 